everybody, and welcome to a very thankful episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara K. Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. So I will begin the podcast with a line reading from the Smallville Season 1 episode, X-Ray. Line 1 from Mrs. Greer. Tina, nobody's life is perfect. Tina says, Lana's is. That was Lizzie Kaplan as Tina Greer, Lana Lang's childhood friend and obsessor. Thank you very much. Shout out. Hey, LaToya. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> and we are joined by special guest, Crystal Liu. What's up, Crystal? Hey, shout out Smallville. I've seen every episode of that show. No, it's Crystal. Bam! Air horns. <laughs> 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 All right, so... Uh, so this week we're, we're, we're very thankful for an actually decent episode of television. It's not kind of our normal thing, but we're going to talk about how weird it is, kind of a la, uh, our, uh, if you haven't listened to our Two Guys and a Girl on Pizza Place episode, or Two Guys and a Girl episode, depending on who you are, uh, we watched The Class, season one of only one season, uh, episode nine, The Class Gives Thanks. Now, this is a show that was canceled kind of weirdly and abruptly, it was kind of a weird amalgamation of friends meets like i don't even know like some other well oh it's like reunion or, or something. like how i met your mother it's got very yeah. it's got a very single cam vibe with like a multi-cam aesthetic obviously i was noticed i wrote in my notes honestly this shows maybe a slightly before it's time because it's doing a lot of things that mom does right now on cbs where it's like it can be very dark and have these quiet moments very dark all the, yeah for a sitcom, and that's exactly. why that's the How I Met Your Mother vibe as well, where it gets mm-hmm. to very dark, emotional places, and there's no laugh at the end of the, <laughs> the conversation. Yeah, that's the thing where it's, it's like really dark things, and there's just like no laugh for like a good solid minute. And this show is better that. than How I Met Your Mother, though. Sorry. Oh yeah, well it's not. I don't. I don't. Well, I like earlier How I Met Your Mother, probably about as equal to this, but later I. Yeah, agree if, with if we're gonna compare it. first season of How I Met Your Mother to first season, like only season of Class, I think maybe I would choose Class. Yeah, and then I think Jaime either hits its strength around, like, two to three. Yeah, season and then two, season dips two is immediately. so good. It dips so quickly after four, it just becomes almost unwatchable, to me, yeah. at least. At certain um, points, it is unwatchable. And even during that stead, there's plenty of episodes that are unwatchable. It's just they're, I feel like they're highs. I mean, that's it's unfair to also, say, though, because the class might have ended up being that good anyway. It just didn't get a chance to breathe. Have, it's insane it really is insane it's, and then even the behind the scenes cast is huge as well like we can get into right up the front David Crane was the EP on the show which is crazy and his partner isn't it, his partner is Cleric right yep. Jeffrey Cleric yeah and they oh my god they are both I mean I don't know talk about like famous TV show creators like both between the two of them they've got basically everything covered they've done Friends Veronica's Closet Dream On episodes now, so I'm, I'm not sure if they won anything for that, but they've definitely probably been nominated. Oh, yeah, because uh, LeBlanc did win, I think, the Golden Globe for so, episodes, at least. Season well, regardless, season that show is very highly rated. Plus, uh, Cleric had Mad About You, who was a co-producer on for a while, and he just did a ton of, like, I mean, I'm, I'm breezing and, over a lot of it, but they just did a ton of high-quality yeah. 90s, but, 2000s sitcom stuff. I'll warn the listeners now, this is going to be a lot of high praise, because it's also one of those things, especially with this cast and the show, that it's such a tight ensemble that Jason Ritter, who you would assume is technically the lead of the show, because he's definitely the catalyst for how the show even yeah, works. Starts. He's not into the episode until like nine and a half minutes within it, and it's like a twenty-minute episode of television. And he's only in it for like I would say multiple, like yeah, maybe a minute for, long. He's in it for like maybe a scene that 
like it's a scene and a half because he's off screen yelling about the Pam, which is one of my. But favorite even in his even so in his great. longest scene, he's there for like literally like it has to be thirty seconds. He gets pammed in the face and then his exit stage left. Like it's weird, or right? I guess it would be. But like it's bizarre to me that you could have somebody who's that high up. Not even just this. Like he's going on to do big role, like more or less big roles. Like he's a pretty well considered actor, as most of the cast are. And he kind of it was so good at balancing their ensemble. They were okay with like literally putting him to the back. There are episodes where his it's all about him, but mm-hmm. it's really refreshing to see a show that can like juggle their main cast so. Um, yeah, diligently. he's very much like in the background for this episode. And this is a show that had like. Like, David Keith is in this, and he's, like, in a limited role, and he's not even, like, a major character. Sarah Gilbert shows up for just a couple scenes. Jamie King was recurring. Like, those are people that end up, like... She was so so great. Those are people that could... They headline shows at certain points in their lives. So it's it's very interesting how they were able to do that kind of stuff. And the main cast... Let's look go down... Before we get into the actual episode, we can do just, like, a little intro. If you've never heard of the show, you should definitely watch it. At least watch a couple episodes. No, no, no. Watch the YouTube, whole thing. I've seen the show three times. You should watch <laughs> the whole thing. It's amazing. But if you, if you watch... If you I watch think two it, two honestly, episodes, it holds up you. really well. It does. For it a holds up the longer you, you get away from it, too, because, again, it's before... Like, it's really before its time. It's a lot closer to, like, a happy endings than it, than... It is a Friends, which is odd because it's by the producers of Friends, but it's mm-hmm. it's closer to where TV was going before it went there, basically. Because um, again, it's a very dark show. Yeah. Yes. And so this is this is oh my god, the cast is insane. Just pulling it up and listening out. Yeah, it's, just you go on the IMDb because like it's an alphabetical order, so you're pretty good. Yeah. So it's Jason Ritter, obviously, like right off the bat. If you've never seen uh, Parenthood and all that kind of stuff, he's obviously, I would say, probably the most well-known of the bunch afterwards, besides Lizzie Kaplan, maybe. Yeah, I'd um, say those are the two maybe, maybe yeah, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Ferguson just because yeah. of our family. But he's kind of, he's relegated to TV. So yeah, this is Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who, honestly, I think one of the strongest things about the, uh, the show, especially from this episode, they're so good with, like, wardrobe and set pieces, because he, like, he looks run down, and, like, his life is the worst place like, like, worst thing in the entire world. That was a really, like, classic sitcom trope of the show, where it reminds me of, like, it, it, I think it was a purposeful thing, kind of like a honeymooner-style, like, apartment where they were staying, where oh, yeah, the that, walls were... Dilapidated, like, yeah, it, it reminds awful. me, it's a really specific thing, but it reminds me if you've ever seen Lucky Louie, Louis C.K.'s yeah. original um, HBO sitcom that he did with, um, uh, I can't think of her name, uh, Pamela. Pamela and Adlon. Um, yeah. so it was like the walls were covered in dirt basically and not like in a gross well kind of gross way but it was like <laughs> it was a very set PC kind of thing and it mm-hmm. was very much just you know one wall removed it was kind of like watching a play almost and that's like certain episodes of the show are very like they're very and that's emotional. a major reason I compare it to mom too the whole play thing yeah I, I've said numerous like watching mom is like watching a play on CBS television you, why do I keep not watching mom I need to watch I don't mom know. I, you, it sucks you, you need to watch mom and you're gonna be like swept in and I, then I apologize <laughs> But so, all right, so we went to, we went to, first we went to, I, I was reading off Wikipedia, but we'll go up on, on IMDb, we'll go down the list. Andrea Anders, or Andrea Anders, how you want to say it, um, who was also co-lead or one of the leads on Better Off Ted. Yeah. Among, like, I mean, what else has she even, she's been in a ton of stuff. Like, she's she was in Joey, actress. and then she bounced back with this Better <laughs> Ted. She bounced but back. But she was definitely the best part of Joey. Yeah, and she's been in other, she's been on Modern Family, actually. Which she's, explains, I guess, the David Crane of it all. The casting choices, right? Exactly, yeah. and he was, she was on Mr. Sunshine for a while before it went away. 
Um, she's been in a bunch of stuff, so I would check her out. If you don't know who we're talking about, she's also pretty pretty well-known. John Bernthal is another person who's gone on to a lot more serious stuff, I think, right? Yeah, Walking Dead. I always remembered him, like, pre-Walking Dead um, from his episode of Boston Legal, where <laughs> he, like, uh, he held up a convenience store and he had the bullet stuck in his shoulder, and he refused to get the bullet taken out because that would have been evidence that he was the one who stuck it up. And also from his episode of how I Met Your Mother. Uh, Purple Giraffe! One. He was Carlos! He's Carlos! Yes! Because you have worked with Carlos' girl. <laughs> now, that happened after Leverage. That happened, a- that happened um, uh, that, before. That's the one, because that's the one that uh, keeps making the parties. Right, exactly. But it's, Robin. It's, it is, like, almost, like, bit back-to-back with the release of The Class. The Class might have been, yeah. like, right after that. He might have had so, a CBS deal or something I like remember, that. like, re-watching that, like, the season after, like, the first time it came out on DVD, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is the guy from the class. I'm like, why is he in a bit part? But it was that quickly he got a meme. He was I Carlos. Mean, yeah, it was I mean, great. again, Beth Riesgraf, but Parker from um, Leverage, she was worked with Carlos Girl. That was her character yeah, name. That's crazy. <laughs> oh god, it's it's a small world, guys. But so, and then he's going on to do like Mob City, Daredevil, a lot more serious stuff. I think compared to this. I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say he's always a little bit. He's got like a good edge to him where he has a sense of humor. Yeah. But he's always a lot more in serious roles, I guess you'd call it, traditionally, compared to this. He's got a Matt Davis quality to him. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so, um, uh, then, of course, the the very, I think probably the other biggest role of the, of the bunch, Lizzie Kaplan's in this, this show. What the hell is Lizzie Kaplan doing on a, a sitcom? But she was here. And this is definitely, I think, before she did a lot of the stuff she got well known for, but she was already kind of a major like I wouldn't yeah, say major. Post mean, girls, mean Girls, post that beautiful Smallville arc. Tina <laughs> Greer, the, the the original Lana Lang stalker. Actually, now this technically is... technically not the first Lana Lang stalker, but like the original. Like this is the like the peak. This is what the pinnacle of Lana Lang stalkers. Peak Lana Lang. <laughs> now, this is also before True Blood, this is before yeah. um, Cloverfield, it's before Party Down, before, like, everything she's ever done, basically. I... Before that time, she dated Matthew Perry. <laughs> the six she years. She was Freaks and Geeks, obviously. Yes. <laughs> the six years. We had Mean Girls and Freaks and Geeks at this time. And Undeclared, but that was a very small part as well. But, um, and she's done other stuff since then, I, before, like, before this, but this is, like, where I think she got her major... And now she's, of course, on Masters of Sex. Yo, yeah. I gotta say... Let's give Lizzie Kaplan more things, I miss guys. Lizzie Kaplan being funny. Masters of Sex is boring as hell, and she's way better. <laughs> yeah, it us. really is! But the only, the only the only, good parts of Masters of Sex, I think, are the parts where they are kind of, like, catty to one another, because it's kind of like, oh yeah, I forgot Lizzie Kaplan has a personality, and is it just, like, reading books God, and the accent is but, so bad. But call it boring, but let's just give Lizzie Kaplan an Emmy that she deserves. Let's do it. <laughs> we can say it's for Party Down, just like when uh, Melissa McCarthy uh, won uh, one like, for, for Mike and Molly, Molly. And like, no, this is for Bridesmaids and Gilmore Girls, right? Of course. <laughs> of course the, it is. Her Emmy would be for the class, for me. Yes. It would. It could. It could. Uh, her Emmy's for those two episodes of Smallville for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Latoya. <laughs> Going hard for the episode. Have you seen those episodes of Smallville? Yes. Yeah, she's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's, she's I mean, great. That acting I agree. job is insane. <laughs> she's she's great in whatever she does. Hot Tub Time Machine, she's fantastic in, and she's got literally maybe there should be more Emmys for Hot Tub Time Machine, guys. <laughs> yeah. And then we also got we have Jesse Tyler Ferguson here as well. Someone else who's been I mean nominated, I believe, or at least in the of course running. he has his own Modern Family. Yeah, basically you have to be on that show. It's like a prereq. 
But I'm uh, not sure the kid who plays Luke because he only got worse at acting as he aged. Oh, he got too smart, I guess. In real life, I, he's like a mentor. Yeah, he's a genius, but it does not translate to being a good actor. A good actor, unfortunately. Um, so he's in this, this is pre-modern family. This is what most people knew him from before that. I think he hadn't done much. It, at no, all, no, really. it would this be it would be Ugly Betty because Ugly Betty was and right was, before Modern Family. That's what he would be most known for. He was a dentist in that. I believe. Yeah, right? he was, he was a dentist that he dated. That he dated her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was her. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, so it was this. That then there was the Ugly Betty minor little bits, and then he went on to do uh, obviously Modern Family is one of the. Well, probably the biggest sitcom. And now he has all the money in the world. Yikes. Uh, so uh, then then there's also Heather Goldenhurst, who's, I, I mean, I wouldn't say as well-known as the rest of them, but she's someone who does a lot of character work. Then there's Heather Goldenhurst, who's done, I mean, yeah, some yeah. other stuff, but less, I would say lesser. She was more, actually, prior to this, she did a lot more work. I don't think she's done a ton since. Yeah. Uh, but she's great. I actually, this is one of my favorite person, people on the show. I always love oh, her. Oh, yeah. Character. She's she's delightful. I'm actually surprised she had, like, got more. She's very quirky. That's the thing, though. Yeah. I think almost, like, it's like Zoe Deschanel stepped in and, like, took all her roles. I wouldn't call her workable, though. I call her no. very quirky, and it's, like, it doesn't be well, a hard thing. Or maybe, like, a Mary Louise Parker. I could see her, I could see her actually having, like, a Parker Posey career. Yes, yes. That's what I mean. Exactly that kind of, yeah. And then there's also Sean McGuire, who's doing uh, a, a weird American accent in this. But he's so done... weird, but he's also pretty. He's <laughs> so pretty, guys. He really is. It's insane. And he's done, I mean, good God, he's done everything. He's he, done, like, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, he's done he's British stuff. That, yeah, well, he got his accent. Accent so. there, yeah. Um, and he's been in a ton of British mm. stuff. If and he should be in much more, too, considering how pretty he is. He's great. I always love him. He's very charismatic. I, I could like him even when he's being a dick, which he is in this episode. <laughs> but also, he's like such, he's such a goofball that it's like, he's too much of a dork to be a real dick. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's hard to it's hard to take him seriously, but then he's always a jerk, and and you have to. Um, and then so we also got Lucy Punch, who I mean, good God, what has where's Lucy her Punch goddamn on? Emmy? Lucy Punch deserves an Emmy for practically. She deserves an Emmy for making it through dinner schmucks unharmed. Like that alone <laughs> is amazing. But she's been in uh, plenty. I think Ben and Kate, Ed- where she had like the best monologue ever. The- I think she's been in multiple Edgar Wrights, right? Or yeah, she's she been has. in Hot Fuzz. Um, she's been in Bad Teacher, Into the Woods, more recently. Uh, obviously, uh, Ben and Kate was the more fun. Oh, was she on like and- recently ish? And I was like, wait, you're just gonna use Lucy Punch for like the one scene? Oh, was it? She was on uh, uh season- in the episode Kroll Show. Kroll Show, yeah. yeah. That yeah, might have been it, where they just like, used her really, like, really briefly. I'm like, oh yeah, she was in, she was in the, the Hello Ladies. Hello Ladies. Uh, yeah, for like yeah. a second. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, the wedding episode. She's one of those people who just does not get the kind of roles she, she should have. I don't know she why. Got, I feel like she got screwed here, not specifically for acting, but like the character was too unpleasant. It's very no. This too. character is so funny though. No, I, I love She's the so character, good. but she does not gel with the rest of the show or cast. Which also explains sort of why she probably that's exited. What, that's through, that's but, why they were yeah. off, yeah. yeah. But she's so funny on this show. It is. I mean, she's like, this is my favorite best. moment of the entire show is when she's giving the weather Stop report. Yes. Of course. It's amazing. It's like, that is the best Mother physical nature. comedy. <laughs> that's one of my favorite physical comedy bits like that I can remember, to be honest. like It's just something so simple. It's like a whole story in uh, 10 seconds without sound you could even get the joke. Like... It's and perfect. again, you have the reaction from uh, Sean McGuire's character and Christiane de la Fuente, where they're watching the news, 
and just the reaction as they see her get hit with the stop sign and as they keep rewinding and watching it back it's, it's so amazing. good oh god and so it's and then like we also tumblr gifts before exactly tumblr gifts were that's what i love about it. it like it made it was i think it was one of the early gifts yeah it is and, and, like most of the gifts are like Wait, what's this from yeah, most people don't know who it's from, and they're like, what is this hilarious gift from? I'm like, it's from the class They assume guys. it's, like, actual news or something. <laughs> no, too good for that. But, uh, and then we also got David Keith just, like, hanging out in the background. David Keith has been in a ton of stuff. Good God, I mean, I never where to start with David Keith. He's just, like, very, very well-known character actor. He was in, I love uh, him in one this. episode, Lone Star. I guess two episodes, technically, yeah. He was in Lone Star. Lone Star. I mean, he's just been in a ton of like movies. He's more, I think, most famously um, Ben Affleck's dad in Daredevil, um, the original uh, the movie. The original, original Daredevil. Not the original Daredevil. <laughs> I did not want to. I wanted to specify the you movie it. Daredevil. You it. Oh god. Uh, but yeah, he's been in a whole bunch of stuff. He's just somebody who's acted constantly, like back as far as like major league and shit. Um, I think he's in an Independence Day or something. But uh, so anyway, so he's in a million things. There's also like. Sam Harris, Julie Halston. There's people in this the show that are like hugely famous, and you just can't. Even, there's too many to list. Like it's crazy to me. There's all, in this episode particularly. There's also Christian, like you said, Christiana Delafente, uh, Jamie King. Um, uh, well, she's not in this episode. And then yeah. Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert. Gilbert um, and we could go on and on and on because there's been a ton of people who oh, have yeah. guested. Zoe Lister Jones, that. who was on New Girl recently, he was also in Whitney. She's in, she's in an episode. Um. Atticus Schaefer, who's uh, Brick on Middle, he's in the show at one point. Like, you have just, like, a bunch of sitcom actors that you'll see usually. And it's, yeah. Oh, my God. Trent Ford, he's in a few episodes. We've also breezed over the other uh, EP of the show, James Burroughs, who has done, I mean, good, another person who's done a million things. Will and Grace, among other things. Um, Friends as, as well. He's Taxi. In the City. Taxi. Men Behaving Badly. He's Frasier. done a lot of shitty stuff too, though. News Radio. Yeah, I mean, uh, this it's is like half and half. Like he alternates between good and bad. The thing is, this is the kind of show where if you shake it up the wrong way with a lesser cast, it probably would have been a lot more boring. Mm-hmm. But they happen to cast really well. Well, like who even, even if the people not who good, are, they could have elevated it. That's how good. And the cast even the is. people they cast who are more like like not fitting, like you're saying, you could say like Lucy Punch is a little bit odd compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. She fits in so nicely because she because, just like, nails just it. Think of the fact that you only really ever have her of like the main cast. You only really have her ever interact with Sean McGuire's character, whereas Sean right. McGuire's character becomes like best friends with Jason Ritter's character, so he's able right. to like interact with everyone else. <laughs> It's really strange. Like, the only time she really interacts with the other uh, cast, like, kind of one-on-one is, I think, it's the next episode where Richie's, like, uh, staying in the car, and she's, she gets into the car with him, pretty much. But that, like, that's, like, the only time she ever interacts with the other cast. Yeah. And so we can get into this episode at large, but it's I think it's important to walk in knowing who the hell's in the show, because when we reference these characters... Like, when you're, like, throwing out, like, oh, yeah, there's a couple lines said by Jason Ritter here and there, and I, I, I can't even, like, oh, yeah, Lizzie Kaplan has a bit part where she's upset about her sister. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy, because those are the kinds of things, that, like, she would normally be, like, the, the whole arc will be about her on some of the things she's done. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of important to know, like, oh, yeah, even the smaller bits here, the physical comedy is amazing, everything about it is pretty great, so... A little weird for our normal show. We're going to be a little more happy than normal, which is kind of fun. Um, but um, <laughs> this, this is giving thanks to all of you for listening to us and not and going insane. Terrible, 
these terrible shows making it worthwhile for one good one to exist. So, Which, so I will say, like again, one of my notes is this cast is unreal. But I think the most fascinating part about the show, which it just shows you it's different than other shows, especially multi-cam supercoms, is that you never see, like, you never actually see the Thanksgiving dinners being eaten. Usually that's where the tension, like, appears, where it's, like, it's during the Thanksgiving dinner, and then all of a sudden Eric Vanderwood's just like, your, your, your sweet potatoes are bland. But <laughs> we don't have that here. Like, we just skip the dinners completely. You don't need to, because the, the comedy is all about, like, the personalities. It's, yeah. It's all about the The fact that the Thanksgiving characters. doesn't matter, it's just the reason that they're all together. It's just an, another certain characters source together. of jokes. Yeah. So, and I actually love that there's not one big Thanksgiving dinner. It's not some, some bullshit where it's like, I'm going to have the whole class over for Thanksgiving dinner. No, there's like eight Thanksgivings going on and no one gives a shit. One of them is just not even eating Thanksgiving at all. They're just going to go sleep. So it's, I mean, it's yeah. hilarious to me. Jason Richard just ditches his family because Kat and Lena don't wants to nail show Kat. up. Yeah. But yeah. So, okay. So let's get into this episode. This is a Thanksgiving themed episode as this is a Thanksgiving themed podcast for today. Um, so they're... They're, at the beginning, you you meet um if you haven't met them before, uh, Andrea, Andrea or Andrea, Andrea Anders, it's Andrea. whatever the case may be. She is pouring her thing. Her character name dinner. is Nicole. 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 Nicole Campbell. Knee. Well, I guess Knee Campbell and Alan. I love Yonk. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Yonk is ridiculous. He's the best. I'm sorry. He's it's not a great husband, <laughs> but he's he's great. He's, he's the, so he's, funny. He's, he's, he's hilarious. He's not a good husband, though. Crystal, that's no, exactly it. he's a terrible it. husband. He's a terrible husband. He's kind of, a, he's not even a great guy at parts, but, like, <laughs> there's something about a character that is just unrelentingly funny that I will just, I respect them for he being doesn't understand who they are. Re- he doesn't understand real people. <laughs> he's a consistent character, basically. He is a person that seems like they could actually be a real person, as crazy as he like, is. Like, when he gets to the stripper pole for their anniversary... <laughs> It's like, yeah, y'all yes. would do that. Oh, man. That was the <laughs> best. It's like, and look, it's like you can make a whole show about how that guy's a crazy person, but this show's just like, <laughs> nah, he's just a character. Fucking deal with it. Like, he's just, ne- like, and he's never treated like a bad guy. I do appreciate that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. he's a different guy. And if you don't like him, you don't like that style of guy. That's fine. But, like, people like that exist. Deal with it. I kind of respect the show for going there and doing that. Even the even the, the big punchline we'll get to in a little bit with the... Uh, Lucy, Lucy Punch's father and husband, they never really actually, like, address it. They just kind of state that it, it exists and yeah, walk away. it's just Sean McGuire and Christian Del Ponte reacting to everything that is happening. But, and, like, like, shit like that happens in your real life, yeah, where you see stuff like that and you don't make a whole big, like, episode about, like, you just confronting tell pers- it. You just tell, like, your friend or your partner, like, this is what's happening, and we, we can't talk to anyone else about this, so we need to react to it ourselves and just keep it inside. It's like it's like taking the subway. You're gonna have a story. You don't have to make it an episode. You, just, you sit there politely and you get to where you're going and then talk about it afterwards. You don't have to make it like confronting every individual crazy person you've ever met in your life. Like sometimes you just interact with people who are a little bit odd, and it just like it's a fact of nature. And I love that the show kind of just embraces that because the whole cast is a bunch of like oddball weirdos, and it's amazing. This is why um, so, we compare it to happy endings. Yeah, exactly. They just kind of like, look, isn't this wacky that this stuff exists? Like, they don't even, they're not criticizing it. They kind of almost love the fact that it exists. Um, and so so this episode starts with, uh, kind of, we get, I think it's like four to five Thanksgivings. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, let's see, it's uh, Nicole, uh, Dust, uh, Duncan, and them, that's one. We have uh, the Holly one, that's two. And technically... We're supposed to have two. There's the two one more, with, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Ethan and Lena and Kat, but that doesn't happen. 
Yeah, or technically they're all... Sp- and then they were supposed to have a separate one, I guess, with Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Sarah Gilbert, but that's but, yeah. not even a thing. So we'll get to that in a sec. But, She's... So oh, God, first- I can't wait to talk about how much I hate that character, Fern. Sarah Gilbert's character. Oh, Fern is garbage. So, uh, in the beginning, Andrea... I- Andrea... I was thinking of happy endings. Happy no, endings just ruined the name uh, Andrea. No, for me. that's that's Andrea. <laughs> Andrea, you're, you're thinking nine hundred two one zero. Oh, maybe that's it. I don't know. But so, um, Andrea. Uh, well, I'll say Nicole. <laughs> Fucking Nicole. Nicole. Is, <laughs> Nicole Andrea. is pouring Thanksgiving food from takeout containers and basically like 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 uh, fist bumps. Like I'm already like, smitten just when she's like, can you imagine if I tried to make it myself? Exactly! Like, she doesn't even, like, there's no pretense there, and he's like, yeah, that'd be a disaster. And they're just like, ha ah. ha And then it's, that's it. But, so Yonk, we should say, the reason why they're at their house is partly because he's this big celebrity, but he's got all this room. He is a former athlete, professional athlete. Yeah, yeah NFL. The Eagles. He was an Eagles player. He retired. And he lives, they all live, this is all set in Philadelphia, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine name is not. Um, and they're there for... No wonder you love it. I, I've cracked codes. <laughs> yes. Um, but he's a former Eagle, and he's retired, and kind of... I think still kind of a celebrity, almost, a little of bit. Of course. Because he's well-known enough that, that uh, Duncan brings his mother. She knows him the minute she walks in, mm-hmm. which is... I mean, she's from the Philadelphia area. Odds are she knows the name. But she certainly seems like, no, he won a Heisman. So he's pretty well-known in the, in the in the I guess, even pop culture. I and guess, I already appreciate Duncan and his mom arguing outside, and then as soon as the door opens, they're just like, <laughs> yes. hey! Hey, how are you? We weren't arguing. Uh, <laughs> his but mom, so, God. So they're, Duncan and his mother are being hosted at Yonk and Nicole's house for, um, I guess it's for, like, a little dinner slash, uh, uh, I guess, pre-dinner party thing. Mm-hmm. And his daughter, Penny, is also invited, mm-hmm. and they keep referring to her as Shrek the monster. or the creature. The creature. And I think the she's creature. Awful. It's not because she's fat, it's because she's a terrible person. Yeah, I mean, there are some, there are some like, vague fat jokes there that are, I mean, you could claim that they're not great, but they're fine. They're, it's mostly because she's jokes, just, like, not fine. a good person. She's a real jerk, and it's pretty great. I actually love her character. <laughs> I think she's hilarious. <laughs> and... This is another, it's a show where you can just appreciate people who are funny because they're funny. Like that's it. You don't have to like you know pick and uh, pick apart everybody she's for so being upsetting. terrible because she's just terrible. It's a fact of life. Move on. Um, so his like, daughter doesn't hate over. Nicole for being like her stepmom. She's like she just hates everyone. Everyone equally. Yeah, Nicole just happens to be her stepmom and she hates her. Um, and she has made her a pie just for her do- just for the daughter, just to have on her own. Which I, right there is supposed to be kind of like look. I made her her pie for just herself. Which, like, again, it could be a bad joke, but it's mostly just because she's a selfish asshole. Yeah, exa- and you find out exactly why. And he, and she's like, you gotta stop being mean to her. And uh, Yonka's like, what do you mean? She's just like, you gotta... And he's like, okay, fine, I'll stop calling her Shrek. <laughs> Which, it's like, terrible again, but like, she's such a bitch. It's like, okay, it was just him being a jerk, I guess. I mean, Christian, then, you agree, right? <laughs> she's pretty bad. Yeah. And so, I mean, she's meant she's meant to be like comic relief, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no digging into like the the reasons for why she's a terrible exactly. person. Exactly, she, she just she's is horrible. But, but if your if your father was Yonk Allen and the way he is, like, it makes sense that you would end up awful. I'm pretty sure and, the, well, the, the quote unquote I hot one is awful too, most likely. 
Yeah. Well, the true. way that it was described is that by Yonk was that uh, she got his body and then his heart, his ex-wife's personality, which <laughs> I thought was really, really funny. Yeah, it's solid. And so Duncan arrives with the mom, and the mom is immediately kind of like ma- 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 like beloved to, to Yonk. Like, oh, it's Yonk! Oh, Yonk! And she's just kind of fawning over oh, yeah. the whole place. It's a big, beautiful house, and she's looking for his Heisman. Um, she does... Um, kind of criticize it a little bit I think like she's kind of a little uh well I forget what she exactly says but she's a little bit like you you meet the mom and immediately know like she's a little bit odd I guess you call it mm-hmm. well uh, I mean and- Duncan warns Yonk that she steals yeah I love that that's solid he's like I know she's my mom and stuff but uh she steals and Yonk goes off to because she's looking for the Heisman so Yonk goes off to, to chaperone her wherever she's like at the house because it's a nice house it's probably got some expensive stuff she can steal <laughs> Um, and so Young's daughter is already known to Duncan. That's how, like, famous she is, I guess, is that uh, he knew, he's like, oh, is it the hot one or the creature? And, uh, and, uh, um, and Nicole's like, oh, it's, it's, her name's Penny. It's the creature. <laughs> like, she admits, like, yeah, she's a monster. Now, this is where the credits roll, and I love the credits for the show. I have to say that, like, it's such a little thing, but I really enjoy it, like, an inventive, creative, like, credit sequence, and mm-hmm. this is... Well, first of all, every episode begins, or I think even, like, the interstitials start with, like, yeah. the, it's the class picture, and they'll zoom into the face of the person who they're, they're you know, the, the, that moment is about, mm-hmm. and you'll see, like, the little baby version of them, which is adorable, and it's almost always, like, the cutest little, because like, it's the same picture every time, but. I can't remember what show it was, I think I, think I don't know, it was Weird Loners, actually, which recently did that kind of same device of, like, showing the yearbook picture and then going into the character. That's what happened in the pilot of Weird Loners. I dig it. I think it's a great way to... It's such a simple thing, but it, like, gives you immediately, like, contrast about how they used to be and how they are. It's great. And they're, they're little little kids they cast for that photo that they show all the time are great. They look perfect for Word. everybody. Um, so the credits are, like, little... They're little versions. They grow up into the adults. I always love that scene because you get Lucy Punch's, like, boobs, like, popping out. <laughs> it's, like, hilarious today. <laughs> But they all just, like, grow up to adults, so you get to see, like, the little kids. So, I guess we breeze right over it. The premise of this show is Jason Ritter decides to get his, uh, was it, which, which third grade? Is it? Is it third grade? Third grade? Third grade? It's definitely, grade. like, it's, yeah, it's elementary school, third grade, um, he gets a class reunion going, and then they all just kind of, their lives just start to intermingle yes, because- he planned to, uh, pose to his girlfriend who he met in third grade. Who was in that class originally. Yeah. Um, and it was gonna be a cute little reunion. Turns out, like, you know, butterfly effect, they all have lives that secretly kind of intertwine a little bit. Or they just become more friendly than they used to be in the past, because they just reminded, like, oh yeah, I used to know you pretty well. And, and they're all just a bunch of weird characters, because, you know, it's not like a high school reunion, although some of them did eventually go to high school together. Yeah. When you think back to the people you went to, like, second and third and fourth grade with, there are sometimes I can't remember any of them. (laughs) See, I can, but they're like some. They're not just the people you necessarily went to high school with. A lot of them moved away before they went to that middle school yeah. or high school, and you're gonna get a lot weirder a bunch of people than you would your high school reunion. And the the reunion aspect of it is interesting because like they don't remember each other really, so mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting as well. And we, we'll get into that. Yeah, but they so, don't really remember each other. We went to high school together, like exactly. Uh, Tom McGuire, he's Punch's character. They used to date in high school. Before and, she knew uh, he was gay, and uh, so did... Obviously, a big a big issue in this episode is that, um... I could almost say Carlos, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Duncan and Nicole used to date, um, which becomes an issue because Yonk didn't know about it until later on in the episode, which seems like something you should probably say up front if you're going to invite him over for dinner, but she forgot because 
there's some history there that has been revisited. Oh, she didn't episodes. forget. <laughs> she didn't forget. She forgot in the I know. Quote. Yeah, she forgot. Oh, yeah. She she reminds him that it's just like she forgot when she left her emergency break on. Oh, I, I, I love that explanation. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I apologize to anyone who was hoping to listen to an episode where like, I just, like, eviscerate everything and tell more how stupid she is because I, I love this show. I love this episode of television. <laughs> And you love Mora. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Oh damn it! I was so close. Almost an ace in the hole. All right. So, so the the second part of the episode, it kind of this is what's great about the ensemble is it's always moving and it goes immediately to the next bit of the, the episode. So it's uh, all about the Velches, which uh, right there I love the fact that their names are the Velches because they just sound everything about it is just like he's got like a name them. that just makes you feel bad for him. Yeah, Richard Velch, uh, and she's Fern Velch. Well, and uh, it's actually first. It's just Fernveld, and this is like uh, the first Gilbert. the first super quiet scene where I'm like, "This is like mom, basically." Yeah, and so she shows up to uh, Lena's house, which is no. We should give a little bit of. I mean, we give a little bit about the Duncan and Nicole stuff. The previously on this is that um, Lena has been reunited with with Richard. Richard Richie no, in love. Richie has been like has fallen in love with her, um, and uh, well, his wife even more her. backstory is that. The beginning of the of the pilot, Richie's about to kill himself before right. Ethan calls him about the reunion. Like he has the pills and everything, he's going to kill himself. This show was insane. If we didn't say that before, um, so it's great. I absolutely love it. I, I defend it forever. Um, so so Richie <laughs> is in an incredibly unhappy marriage, and we find out immediately yeah, his why. wife is very emotionally abusive. She's awful, and I love Sarah Gilbert because she does a great job at this, because she is so, when she wants to be, she can be so unpleasant, which is, like, I guess you could say half of her roles, um, but she's fantastic in this. She's, like, a complete monster from the get-go. So she shows up with a flower pretty much only to say, please don't sue us, which is just her covering her own ass, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I, I guess she plays yes, Richie news. accidentally ran Lena over. Yeah. After their first date. He, he went on a date with her, he's in love with her, and he's gonna leave his wife for her, is basically where he's decided. But she doesn't know he's married until mm-hmm. Fern shows up on her front stoop, or front step, I guess you call it. Uh, and just says, like, please don't sue us. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really especially sad because she's, like, got the casts on mm-hmm. and everything still. It's just so unfortunate. Yeah, and she's like, like wait, what? Richie's married? And there's no, like, uh, no audience laughter or anything like that. It's like, it just the scene's allowed to play out. And, and then... She's so obsessed with finding out that he has a wife, whereas Fern is so obsessed with finding out if she's going to sue them for everything that they don't have. And instead, they just kind of stare at each other, not realizing they just wrecked each other. Well, I guess you could say Fern gets out of it good, because she's, mm-hmm. she says that she's not going to hear from her ever again. Which is like, oh no. Which we find out that that's, that's obviously a much darker thing for us, because she thinks, like, oh great, she's not going to sue us. Whereas we're like, oh my god, she's never going to talk to like, the person they're Richie ever The show was yeah. bold and smart to make Richie's life miserable and his wife the worst person, because any other show, like, you have this guy who's he's cheating on his wife with this girl he knew from third grade. Like, you, there's no way to forgive him and, like, on, like honestly forgive him, but, like, he's in a abusive, abusive loveless marriage he was about to kill himself because how terrible his life is it's like you can't help but root for them and he's just an understandable person like people make mistakes like that all the time Mm -hmm. or you could claim like he's just moving on to a better relationship and she caught him at the wrong point in his life mm -hmm. or you could say she actually was what pulled him out of the dark which we'll get into the episode one of the lines he says is one of one of my favorite lines from the whole show uh, to her, which I'm not even, like, a huge fan of their relationship. I think they're fine. They're very good, but I, I liked other people a little bit more, um, when I first watched it, but Lena and him 
have definitely some of the most like intense emotional arcs of the show, mm-hmm. which are really important. To, I think because th- that's what makes it stand out. It's like How I Met Your Mother. Like you, you could say like the show is funny and all you want, and there's the hilarious episodes that are like some of the best sitcom humor around. But I think their emotional beats are where the show hits its strengths. So mm-hmm. this is an episode for this show that does that. I think, especially for those two. Oh my god. The scene with them where he like apologizes to her is amazing. Yeah. Um so so in this he oh. just sort of um is exposed essentially and she's I, mortified. The risk of I don't know I don't even know if it's, I don't think it's apples and oranges, but like just imagine Richie like imagine Richie as a woman and his wife as the man and if you have the same character, like he's having an affair with like well she's having an affair with a man because of this like emotionally abusive relationship he has, like you can see a like a how perfectly defendable and understandable it would be in that situation. And I assume, like, kind of that because he's a guy, you think it's like, oh, no, it's worse. But, like, he's in a really, really awful situation. So I I completely understand his affair the whole time, you know? And, and they deal with it, I think, in a really interesting way where they don't they don't take away its, its betrayal, but they also don't slap him for it. Like, they don't, they, they, she, she, she's terrible to him in some ways. I'm not terrible to him. She's she's cruel to him in the in that moment when we get to later on. But I think that they allow her to acknowledge the fact that this is just how she's she has to feel. Mm-hmm. She's not gonna yell at you about it. Because, she understands yeah, why you she, did it. Because she's not aware, especially now, how of what like, happened. Like what his relationship yeah. with his wife is. Because it's awful. We'll get into that too, because once that, that goes oh, down, so, so that terrible. whole scene is awful. Um, so yeah, so Richie's, Richie's wife is, uh, now, like, kind of skips out the room, just like, yay, I'm not gonna get sued. Meanwhile, Lena is just devastated, starts, I think, if she doesn't start crying there, she clearly looks about to start crying. Mm-hmm. And she's, put poor Lena, with her, like, casts, and she's just so bedraggled looking, it's just, <laughs> and the, even her, even their apartment is also, everyone in this apartment besides Young is poor as shit, I think, right? <laughs> so they're all just, No, like, not Ethan. Ethan's got a nice oh, apartment. Oh, Ethan's got money. he's yeah, a pediatrician. Yes. Everybody else, though, is mostly... I mean, I wouldn't say, like, poor, but they're just... I don't know. Let, let, they're let, living... Let, okay, let's let's figure this out. So, obviously, Richie is is poor. <laughs> obviously. Yes. Very poor. Uh, Sean McGuire's character, Kyle, and his his, boy, his husband, Aaron, they're, they're fine. They're, they're perfectly fine. And I would say Lucy Punch as well. Yeah, obviously. That's mostly yeah, she's, her husband. she's good, too. Obviously, Nicole and, and Yonk are great. <laughs> Yeah, they're doing just okay. Duncan loves his mom. Like, he loves his mom. Th- he does okay, I guess. In the burbs. Yeah, and then obviously we just saw um, Lena and uh, I always forget her sister's name. Cat. What is Cat? Lena and Cat, obviously. Um, they they live together. They they don't, they do okay. It looks like they're just a little bit crammed. I guess you could call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're they're there and they're just like, oh no. And so the, they leave them alone, and they, eventually she Honestly, goes back and, Lena, and brags about it. Lena and Kat probably like had the most re- realistic living settings, besides yeah, like Duncan true. and his mom. <laughs> yes, uh, or I guess you could say the pediatrician—they do well, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know how much pediatricians make. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Some biting commentary on how much pediatricians make. Yeah, I feel, our podcast. I feel, yeah, Ethan makes a lot of money as a pediatrician. Yeah. So, um, so we get back to, I think, another one. I think this is, this is one of my favorite, like, little plots on the show, because, I mean, it's, it, you almost, like, it's almost edging into almost a little bit mean, but it's not, and I don't really know. It's such a unique I, plot, okay, really. I completely forget, and just tell me, Holly's husband, like, once Holly's off, he, he comes out, right? No, 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 he's definitely, like, straight, and that's, that's, that, that's one thing I appreciated, that the show never, like, was like, oh, like... Haha, ha, like she's just like so stupid she keeps dating gay men, right? Like I did appreciate that it was possible to have 
like a really really feminine man who had like stereotypically gay interests who wasn't gay and I, I always like really enjoyed the show for never because guess what guys there. that exists <laughs> like it they, makes me I know so many guys that are very like theatrical just like that and they are not gay it's they possible. actually they did that on being Erica too where it was the supposed gay assistant to like one of the publishers on the show was like no he's straight and he's like he's been in love with his boss this whole time it's like oh it's good I mean, I mean, he, like, you never see him like, protect, like he never actually says like, "Oh, my boyfriend" or any, like any guy I sleep with. Right. You know, like you just assumed he was gay, basically. Mm-hmm. And and then I actually don't think they even make like a big deal about this. They might confront it later on, maybe, but in this episode especially, they don't do anything really beyond just like kind of acknowledge that it exists. Like, isn't this odd? And it's like, yeah, but it's kind of odd. But they never. Like, the, it's almost. It's more funny to me to not have a punchline turning out that they are gay. Because I feel like that just makes it even more hilariously, like, real. I'm like, yes, I want people like this in my life. They're awesome. And I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> Kyle especially, and only slightly Aaron, because Aaron kind of just goes along with it. Kyle is so absurd about the whole, oh, he's definitely gay thing, because of, like, right. like Kyle is kind of a dick. But I, yeah, I, mean, I enjoy that's kind of his MO. But he, like, he'll keep it to himself. He, he's not going to, like, try to, like, blow up her spot or anyone's spot, honestly. So I, mm-hmm. I approve of that. Just, like, let him live yeah, the he truth. Didn't, he didn't out anybody, even if, it, obviously, there was maybe nobody to out. It's but. one of those things, like, especially, I, I have it numerous times, like, just, like, in a Lyft drive, where, like, you have a crazy Lyft driver, and you're in there with your friends or something like that, and they're just being insane, and you're doing everything you can to just, like, hold it inside, that you're, like, <laughs> you're dying over this. Like, I once had a, like, me and my friends once had a Lyft driver who was, like, just telling these absolutely insane stories about, like, just you know, how many women he gets and all that, and we're, like, <sighs> biting our tongues, trying not to laugh, and we're texting each other within the car, being like, this is this is insane, right? It's one of those things where you're, like, you're just trying to hold it in. You don't want to, yeah. like, be judging it, but, like, you can't help it, pretty much. Right. So we should premise this up a little bit, so you're like, what, what are you talking about? So, uh, Kyle and uh, Aaron are partners. Al... Everyone knows that they're partners. They've been together for a while, I think, yeah. at this point. Christian Villafuente in that long sleeve pink shirt was the oh most... Oh, my God. That was very important. He's so good that in this show. That was so sexual. <laughs> it really was. Like, for the minute he steps in, it's, and I actually kind of love that the, the parent, there was no, like, punchline there when the parents meet him. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, hey, what's up? Which I guess itself is supposed to be a punchline, maybe? But I don't know. But anyway, so when uh, they're introduced to the holiday party as partners, everyone's cho- completely chill about it, as they should be. And then you meet, um, uh, is it Holly? Holly? Yeah. Holly's husband. And he is, I mean, as stereotypically camp as it gets. And, uh, there's another further joke on top of that where it's like, um, uh, you joke. know how girls, oh, there's that as well. But, you know, they, it's also, you know how girls, they say girls marry their father, try and marry their father. Mm-hmm. And then they introduce yeah, um, her father. Yeah, because Kyle's able to warn Aaron because he, di- he dated Holly in high school, so. In high school, so he's met the father. And, uh, so, as he's finished saying that, you have her father come running in. From, from the comeback. Amazing, from the comeback. I, I can't think of his name on the comeback, but I was trying to think of it before. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going. It's like, um, shoot, it's like Here, Mickey? Well, well, Mickey? Yeah, it, it, it's Mickey, right? Yeah. Mickey, yeah. Well, Mickey. I did, I, us um, not knowing what his name is. Yes. 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 Oh, <laughs> it's like Mickey from the comeback? Mickey from the comeback. Um, <laughs> yeah, Michael Morris. Yes, so he's amazing, and he comes in, like, screaming, like, make way for Apple Brown Betty! And he's just, like, 
instantly, like, you're just like, these people... And honestly, it'd be different if it was, like, a weird, like, like a weird bad stereotype of them. I feel like they're just, like, really fun people. They're not jerks, really. Like, if it was some kind of, like, a, like, a, they're bitchy and gay or something, maybe you were trying to start... They're just, like, yeah, they're just, like, two dudes who happen to be gay. They're flamboyant. They're, like, super flamboyant. It's great. And so, the joke there being that these two, um, out gay partners are, well, especially Kyle is so amused by the fact that, that, uh, Lucy's husband and then her father are both, uh, very closeted gay men. very flamboyant. Uh, and he is completely amused by that. And, and everyone else seems a little bit, um, uh, oblivious to it. I do love that her mother also comes in, um, to say hello, and she's holding a dish without any kind of, um, uh, pot warmers or anything. <laughs> and she's I'm just sure like, it's been cool, this is burning. Oh, I, appre- burning I appreciated uh, the, the quote-unquote joke when Kyle shows up and he's like, we got ca- cran cam- a canned cranberry. Oh, yes! And Holly's husband, like, freaks out. <laughs> he looks like he, like, told him he shot a dog on the way in the door. <laughs> and then he hands over, like, just kidding! And he gives him, like, a, a bag of, like, fresh cranberries to actually make the sauce from. My favorite thing about Holly's husband is still that they named their kid Oprah. Yes! <laughs> Amazing. Because he's the one who's a big fan. <laughs> I love it. Is this, is it the pilot or maybe second episode where they're like, because Kyle works at a school, like a preschool or whatever, and they're trying to get mm-hmm. the kid in. It's like, do you think we can get Oprah in? And he, Kyle's like, I, I think Oprah can get in wherever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And these two are both super white, so it's especially like, Jesus Christ, you people. But, uh, so Oprah. then... Good God! I just, oh, the idea I will say is... that is that is probably my only gripe with the show is how white it is. It is very white. Yeah, I it mean, there's, feels there's weird now. Duncan and Christian. I, that's it. Is all white? No, I don't think so. He's Italian, I think, on the show. Yeah, definitely Italian on the show. Is he Italian? In real and life? I, I think he's Italian. Oh, really? I think that's what kind of counts. Yeah, that's kind of rough because a lot of the roles he plays are Hispanic, so oh, I think he's, he's just. Passing, he's maybe. Jewish. He's like super mm. Jewish. His both his, both his parents are Jewish. His maternal grandfather's from Germany, and he has family from Austria, Lithuania, Poland, and Russia. He's pretty white. Yeah, wow. he's white, y'all. Wow, and he's been like, he playing Italian. He's for playing years. Carlos's and all that stuff forever. That's crazy. Eek. Um. Yes. God. Eek. Oh, holy crap! Bertha is the cousin of Adam Schlesinger, the, the basis of the band Fountains of Wayne. That's fucking awesome. Ah. That's weird. Also, That's what, 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 <laughs> is, wait, what is his life? His wife is the niece of professional wrestler Kurt Angle. Wow. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how important you're this is here to first, me. guys. Yes, it is. Kurt Angle. Oh, Latoya's gonna go stop. It's his uncle in law. Tom Bernthal now. Get that Italian dick. <laughs> you mean that Jewish dick? Oh, Jewish dick. You're He's right. super I'm sorry. Jewish. What is happening? <laughs> Oh, but he's broken his nose 14 times. What is Maybe that's that about? What is that about? 14 times? Is he like a... Is he a street, is he a street fighter? Like, that's a real question. Maybe How it's you... from all the Italian roles that he plays. They, like, actually break his nose. Well, so, anyway, so, the, they're, they're... I mean, it's tough because the, the, the relationship between the mother and the father... Boxing! Like, he a, broke his nose boxing. Oh, boxing. All right, that makes a little more sense, at least. Um, but the, the relationship between the mother and the father, uh, Lucy punches uh, the Ellenbergen, I guess they're called, right? Mm-hmm. The Ellenbergens. They are um, equally kind of, she's supposed to be equally, I guess, oblivious to it. So when she's introduced, she just is kind of like, oh, yeah, like, my husband's coming in after me. And 
that I mean, look, his entrance is, is is amazing. It's classic Mickey as well, where he just comes bursting in the door, you know, arms up in the air, like make way for the apple brown betty. It's incredibly. I mean, you could call it a. I mean, obviously, it is a stereotype, but it's it's a fantastic entrance. And I, and I honestly, I love that they cut to Kyle just being delighted by it. He's not being mean about it, really. I mean, he is, I guess you could say, in some ways, but he just kind of finds it really like amusing. Like he's not. Like, ugh, ugh, God, can you believe it? Not None of that kind of stuff. He's just kind of, like, smiling and clapping the whole time. He just loves it. And uh, so so he's introduced, uh, the mother's introduced, holding a burning hot dish. And then as she's being introduced, she's like, I'm going to go to the kitchen hot now. That's not what I think when you say burning hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but so she's holding this, like, really hot dish. And her hands are getting Every burned. Every dish. Every time. <laughs> her hands are getting burned. And By the dit dit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so she's holding the dish, getting her hands. She burned. got the dish. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I feel like the joke is now not as funny because like it's funnier that way. But I'm sorry, Mora. <laughs> Once you say a joke's not funny, it actually is funny, knowing your humor. All right, so it's it's going back around now. Um, but yeah, so she she has to excuse herself because she's literally getting like second degree burns as she's trying to make conversation, which is again, it's kind of like Holly would do the same thing. Um, and then the, the father comes in, and so you now know that's their Thanksgiving. That's a whole separate plot, which kind of, I don't think, interacts with the other plots at all. It doesn't. So it's, and again, it's that's, great. that's a big problem with Holly's plots in general, though. That is true. That is very true. But, I, I mean, I, I just enjoy the hell out of it, so I can't really fault it here. Um, and so, meanwhile, we get back to the um, unhappy marrieds, unhappily married. Oh, yes. um, Richie pulls a weed in the are... truck, so, like, he's finally, like, getting shit done. They're trying to. And he tries to he tries to end the marriage. He yeah. just says we've been unhappy for a very long Before time. He even says it, like she like opens the scene just like berating him. She's like, I need to go to sleep and I can't do it with you breathing. So get yeah, out. Yeah, she's. Like, I just worked a double. Get out of here. I need to sleep. And then I guess they only have the one. Is a studio? Maybe is that what it is? Or otherwise, I, yeah, I, I think they do because they have like a pull out. Uh, yeah. yeah, couch thing. So she's like basically get the fuck out of here. I need to sleep. And he's like, well, wait a minute. Um. I'm gonna divorce. <laughs> like that's kind of the the yeah, that's kind of Richie's yeah. mo is to be nervous. She like says that. this is what marriage is, and I'm like, oh, ch- child, please. It's awful. She's, and she's, she's so I don't even know how to describe the scene. It's basically she just she kind of like you're div- you're leaving me, you piece of shit, and then no just, one's gonna want you. To... It's every like it's abusive rhetoric completely. Incredibly, and she, and she proceeds to start throwing things at him because there are things they'll take with her, and that's where the, I guess you could claim that's also kind of supposed to be humorous. But like, she hits him pretty hard with the stuff she throws. Like, it's pretty upsetting. <laughs> I think it's humorous, but it's like when he says, "I, I need a pillow too." You need a pillow. That's when it becomes humorous. But I believe before that it's not at all. I don't, I don't know. People it. were laughing until that point. Yeah, exactly. so she's, she's like, "You're gonna need this if you're leaving," and then throws things at him, like a remote or something stupid like mm-hmm. that, and, and throws it at him. And he's like, "Oh God!" And then he says, "I'm gonna need a pillow too." And then she's and the joke is obviously that she's not gonna chuck a pillow, even though it would feel a lot better than a remote getting chucked at you. And he runs out. Basically, he's like, "Oh no!" In before that happened, though, he it was revealed that she she's like, "By the way, I saved our asses." And he, he's like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, oh, "I went over to see that girl you've been talking to. That you ran over or whatever." And she's not going to sue us. And he's like, wait a minute, you met her and she knows you're my wife. So now my he wife. realizes, oh my, my wife. She realizes that, <laughs> oh my God, it's been revealed that. Yeah, it's been. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, it. They realize that she is, well, he realizes that she has now exposed the fact that he's 
not really single to uh, Lena, which is that's why she was so upset earlier. And he's like, oh shit. And that's obviously the relationship he prioritizes, rightly so. Yeah, that's the one that's not so abusive. He goes, he goes running out the door to try and save it. Um, and we'll see how that goes in a second. Um, but <laughs> After we take this great. commercial break. Commercial break. Audible.com. Yes. Um, so your husband, uh, we'll never hear from me again, is the is the way we left Lena and her, him before. It turns out that, like, I think she kind of has, like, a soft spot for him. And when he does get back to her, he kind of... Well, I guess it's more Kat that kind of does the protecting at first. Mm-hmm. Lena does well, make time uh, to actually talk to him. Let's see, we're not we're not there yet, though. No, no, that's where he goes <laughs> yeah. off to, basically. Yeah. He goes running off to their apartment, basically. So right now, and then we're, gets stuck outside. we're back at Yonkin Nicole's work. Duncan's mom is lost. I love Duncan. <laughs> Duncan's mom gets lost in the house. How great well, is that? second floor, too. Like, girl, you can get and down. And there's a solid joke where she's, like, on the intercom and she's like, uh, I need your help, I can't, and he's like, alright, hold on, mom, stay right where you are. Are, are you, you, are you gonna, gonna get, get me? me? No. No. It hangs up the intercom, it's like, yes. <laughs> it's great. Um, so then, uh, we also find out, that's where we also find out, um, how crazy and insane the, the daughter really is, because she shows up aggressive from get-go. Is dinner ready? Yeah, is dinner ready? Then why the hell did you say three o'clock? Is, You're blocking the kitchen. Yeah, is dinner ready the cre- is the creature's first line of Yeah, she, I mean, like, she's very, I wrote in my notes, she's very unpleasant. She jumps into the room, too, like, she blasts the door open and comes running in, like, already, like, a, like a quarterback, which I guess is where she gets that from her father, and is just super aggressive. Like, basically pushes Duncan out of the way, because Duncan's like, oh, hello, and he's just like, Adam, away, I'm getting to the kitchen, and he's like, oh, no. And, uh, so Duncan's mom, um, who's out of the picture, uh, well, no, we already get to that part. So, so Duncan basically is just sort of like, oh, hello, and she just goes storming into the kitchen. She does not care. Yeah. And so, she's food. Uh, then we get back to the, uh, I always forget the actual names of. We're back at Holly's. It's Kyle and, I forget the husband's name. Yeah, Kyle and Aaron, Kyle and Aaron. And uh, Perry, it's Perry, right? Perry yeah, Perry's husband. Yeah, husband. He and Holly's mom is like they never let the women do a thing. They're so yeah. She's like, is there anything we can do? And the, the husbands, the father and the son, who are both flamboyant as hell, are both just, just go <laughs> like, oh my Stupid god, women. how ridiculous! I I mean like it's the whole weird thing, yeah, because... they're, they're so old fashioned. The cop's like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And they're like obsessed with garnishing. That's what they're having this like ten minute conversation about like. Should we change it? I don't know. Do you think it's okay to change? Oh, you tell me. And then they're talking about garnishing the um, table with more little mini pumpkins before the dinner starts. And then so. uh, Perry goes to talk to uh, Kyle and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And their conversation is where he's like, just between you and me, uh, could he be any gayer talking about Holly's dad? And again, it's one of those things where like Kyle is doing everything in his his power to like not just laugh and explode. Right, and it's and he does an okay job. I think mm-hmm. he does he does keep it under wraps more or less, but it's certainly mm-hmm. not that subtle if you were paying attention. This is where I first noticed Christian De La Fuente's pink long sleeve shirt, sweater. and I'm like, this is yes. this is a hazard. He's great in this. He's done enough stuff as, as humorous as well. He he does a lot of weird like. He was just in the season of Devious Mage, but he wasn't he wasn't allowed to play a funny character. He was a piece of yeah, shit. he's always serious there, or more serious, mm-hmm. I guess you could claim. Um, and well, so that was an anyway, episode so, of Psych, obviously. It's, oh, it's the best god, episode of Psych. So it is. It absolutely is. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Um, go watch that episode. Mira May. <sighs> good lord. That is. Oh, now I want to go out. Oh, so I'm going to It's upsetting to me. Um, but yeah, so, um, so he is, um, 
they're both kind of just sort of sitting there taking it all in, more or less, and just cracking up at it. Because, I mean, it is incredibly uh, adorable, really, the way that they're, like, obsessing over things. They're just, they're such, like, pleasant people, it just seems like. And, uh, so they're, they're garnishing, they're like, um, uh, I'm gonna garnish this more than you will, or it's gonna be better than yours. And they're like, no, you better, you better watch out, my garnish is gonna be amazing. <laughs> and then the girls are like, there's just too much testosterone in here. And then, of course, they're just more like, uh, I don't know, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, this is sort of the point where you kind of see where the Lena and Cat stuff breaks yeah, down. Yeah, Cat finally, it goes back to like, them. she's there to console Lena. And Kat get... has been the kind of character that is a little more removed from that kind of emotion until this point. In this yeah, but like she, she cares about her sister, at least. Yeah, ex- and this is why we know. the only person she really cares about, besides Ethan, but it's in a different way, obviously. And I was, <laughs> if we're being, like, like, really honest, I was like, in my notes I wrote, damn, Lizzie Kaplan's boobs. They are <laughs> out of control <laughs> in the scene when she's consoling her sister. I'm like... Well, that's distracting. <laughs> that's why she's like she's there, like hugging you, like it'll be okay, Lena. And so I was like, damn, we're like she's just like sitting across from her sister, and they cut to her, and it's like they're just like out there. This is oh not proper Thanksgiving attire. <laughs> like you're trying to impress Ethan's parents for like a little a, too much, like, too much, yeah, yeah, uh, or or Ethan, I guess maybe not at this point though. Yeah, but uh, so um, and there's another. It's a great scene too, where it's like it's both humorous. Oh yeah, the, and really the, the don't lie to me thing. Yeah, so she's crying. So Lena's crying, and she's like, tell me it's gonna be okay. And, uh, Kat's like, uh, This is after oh. she's like, don't ever lie to me, because she can't. Well, yeah, so, so, so she's crying like that, and then Kat says, like, oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. And Lena's like, don't you lie to me. Don't ever lie to me. Tell, And then, of course, she immediately says right after that, tell me it'll be okay. <laughs> and then Kat's like, uh, am I supposed to be lying here? And so she's like, uh. possibility, like, like, she tries so hard. And then yeah. Lena's just like, don't lie to me already. She's like, uh, I can't really lie. Don't just, like, like, lying go back to lying. <laughs> and then Ethan and calls on the phone. He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, well, we're not going to make it to your parents. So your parents' dinner. That's even with their friendship. It seems weird that they're going to his parents' place. It is. It's a. It's a pretty quick. I mean, I guess you could say like that's the only place I mean, that's where adults are. Because these are all twenty something, so you could claim yeah. they have nowhere else to do. Obviously, it, Kat and Ethan are best friends. At the point. I understand that. But it just it seems weird, especially Cat, who is not good with like people. Yeah, to have her at, at all. Yeah, at Thanksgiving with your parents. It's asking for trouble, kind of. Yeah. Which is okay, but it's, they're not dating, so it's a little odd. Um, but so, uh, they, they're kind of, kind of bail on the dinner, based on the phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, of course, Lena's like, no, I want to go. We're going to make time to go. And she's like, how do I look? And she's still been, like, crying, and her, like, like makeup's am, all dragging. Am I supposed to lie or not? <laughs> yeah, and then Kat's still not sure if she's supposed and to be lying. At one point, Kat great. calls where she has suck, a suck hole, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, this is the point where, as this is going on, Richie shows up at the front door, and it starts knocking, like, can I come in? Of course, Kat's like, get the fuck out of here, which is great, because Kat is at her best, I think, when she's being protective of people. Yeah. That's why I'm I reminded of um, of her turn on New Girl, because mm-hmm. this is very similar where it's, like, super, super chummy, like, um, amiable person, but then, like, you threaten somebody and she elbows you in the face. Like, it's it, intense. Like, that's the, sound, the style of, of uh, communication that Kat has Because, yeah, it's, it's like, great. when the show starts, because, obviously, Ethan gets his heart broken, but, like, when his uh, ex-girlfriend's coming to, like, get her stuff, and Kat's like, you need to just, like, stand up to her, like, just call her a bitch if you have to, basically. Right. 
and she kind of does, and they kind of do. They, they, they she, she, she's like the the best friend yeah. that's like egging him on to be a tougher person, and it's great. It's useful. She's basically like the inverse of a manic pixie dream girl, basically. Yeah, exactly. She's and actually so, making his life better. Exactly, and so, um, so in this, and then the next scene though, we get back to the um, uh, the the Penny, <laughs> the Penny and um, uh, Duncan and and Yonk and everybody are are starting to settle down, and, and they're about to start eating dinner. Um, they're just getting all the food finished up uh, and on the table. And uh, Penny, while they're having the conversation beforehand, like uh, Nicole turns to her to try and like be polite because this is her stepmom, even though she's not that much older than her, mm-hmm. or I think maybe even younger than she, her. She might be younger, honestly. Cause I think she is. I, I know Penny is thirty-one, so she might. And, yeah, she's probably probably and younger. Yonk isn't to say like he's like old, but he's older than her by maybe ten years. Forty, like forty. Yeah, like, 10, 15 years is enough for her to be maybe a little bit younger than, her, than his first daughter, or second daughter, whoever she is. Um, but anyway, so, uh, Young doesn't seem to me like the kind of person who maybe waited to have kids. He probably had kids pretty quick, so she could be definitely... He's been married, but... And actually, one thing I really appreciate is that uh, Penny doesn't hate Nicole because she's her stepmom. Not at all. She just hates everyone. Yeah, she hates every single person that there is. There's no, there's no personal, like, you know malice there like you bitch you're my stepmom she's terrible to everybody there and they're not stepmoms so um so uh you think at least she'd be nice to uh duncan's mom because she's just like an older lady who's nice and just a bitch to her too so she's just terrible um three so o'clock where's the food is this yeah, my she, pie fuck you yeah, so she's that was great is this my pie <laughs> like <laughs> she already knows someone made her her own pie um, but she, Nicole's trying to make conversation with her. She's like, so let's, how are you? We should catch up. And she's like, cat died, work sucks, dinner's not ready yet, we're all caught up. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. And they're just instantly kind of at odds, but, um, Nicole's still trying to make, you know, um, make uh, good out of a bad situation. So she's like, well, um, there's, you know, it's, here's the food, um, everyone take a piece, like, here's the stuffing. And of uh, at that point, Duncan's mom comes in as she's like showing mm-hmm. him what to eat. And she's she like, oh, finally three found her way. Yeah, she found him. No one helped her, I guess. I think she just like figured it out. Um, so she she comes in and she's like, oh, there's three different types of stuffing. It's a little different than what you're used to at our house for for Thanksgiving, huh, Nicole? Like doing pretty well for yourself, huh? And and of course at that point, Yanka's like, what do you mean by that? Like, why would she know what food at your house is like? Why has she been to your house? And they're like, oh, she used to eat at our place when they dated, you know, in high school. <laughs> and that's where Young's like, oh, you guys used to go out? And it's like a whole heavy silence there. Three where years, five months, and two weeks. Yeah, and they all say that separately. That's that's the punchline of it all, is where it was like, um, uh, well, first of all, the punchline is just Petty saying, which pie is mine? <laughs> but later on, when Young is like asking a little bit more about, like, how long did you guys date? And they're like, you know, the three years, five months, two weeks. They all know it specifically down to when they broke up, which is a little awkward. Um, uh, the mom is kind of like, I'm just gonna peace out of this conversation, like, whoops. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's interesting to me here, because they, like, they could have made a lot more of a joke about it, but they kind of treat it pretty seriously. Like, there's some jokes about, like, how they say the, the, the things all, all at once, like, the three years, five months, two weeks, but there's no, like, punchline to them dating. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we dated. It's awkward, and it's about to be a thing. So let's just like swim in this mm-hmm. awkwardness. Like they don't, they don't shy Plus, away from the fact that it's awkward. You have Nicole's car story to be the punchline. 
yeah, like, oh, I forgot to tell you that? Like, yeah, you forgot to tell me that, Nicole. Like, Jesus Christ. And then she says, yeah, like, it's like the time I left my emergency break on for a whole week, and, and, uh, I can't think of anything else, but I'm amazed by that, huh? (laughs) And he's just like, oh, okay. You think Yonk might freak out because, uh, you know, David Keith is a little bit intense at all Mm -hmm. times, so he has, like, that, that, that feeling to him, like, he might about, like, explode maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit. But, like, he kind of keeps it chill. Now I know, and then he's like, now I know, let's eat. Which I kind of, and that's why I know him. It's like, I love Yonk. Like, he can still deal with this, but he knows this is not the time or the place. And it's great. I actually really respect that in a person. Because that's real. That's a person. Like, Honestly. Someone would do that. Nicole has a type and it's dumb puppies. That's yeah, exactly. And he's, like, he's an old, old golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's actually perfect. Golden receiver, right? So, uh, everybody. Boom. this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But yeah, so um, so they're they're settling down to dinner. But meanwhile, Perry, um, <laughs> this is another great. I love the Perry bits because the Perry the is in the Navy. Line, yes, the punchlines are so simple, but they're they're beautiful. Like it's really just all set up to be great jokes, and I love solid jokes like that because there there's um Kyle and Aaron are both just like kind of wandering around the house, and they see a picture of Perry in the Navy, and they're like, "Well, Perry was in the Navy." Which I thought, it's great because it's a good misdirect because you're like, I think, is the joke going to be about how he was in the Navy? Because I guess that's like a, you know, sweet synonymous with gay men or something, which is not really true, but it's like, an, like a long, long-term stereotype. But then the joke is actually just like, oh, no, 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 he was in South Pacific, the musical, <laughs> dressed up as if he was in the Navy. And it's fantastic. And, and of course, when, when Holly reveals that to them, she's just bragging, like, isn't it great? He looked great. And it's just so, it's so charming. And they're just like, oh, this is the best moment of my life. Like, Kyle is ecstatic this whole time. Just, like, my favorite moment is right now what happens this existence right now. Uh, and then in the meantime, um, the, the father comes in, who I, I think, uh, I can call him Mickey. I forget the actual father's name. I think just Mr. Ellenbergen or Bogan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, he comes in, and he's like, oh, man, uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time in the kitchen. It's, like, tough. And they're like, oh, yeah, did Perry give you a break? He's like, yeah, he's been riding me for hours. And then they're just more like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And now, again, I think it would be a lot crueler a joke if they weren't gay themselves. So it's more mm-hmm. just like they're amused by it. It's not like the joke's on him. The joke's, like, with them. I guess it's kind of on him. But I don't know. It just seems a little bit less malicious because I don't think they're coming from a place of And like, also, it's the thing... Scorn. Uh, well, Holly's dad, it's the thing where he's like, is it just me or like, uh, Perry a little light in the loafers? And despite all the things he could say, uh, Kyle's just like, I think Perry's just Perry. And that's what makes it lack that malicious, maliciousness that you would assume there to be. He's like, yeah, and Perry's he's, just Perry. And he, when he says that way, he's like, oh, he's like, so you're asking me... Is it is it just you or is Perry light and loafers? So the joke obviously being mm-hmm. that they're both light and loafers, yeah. but he doesn't ever really like he's not cruel about it. I don't think, and he keeps it to himself like he should, um, and he just sort of you know comments on what he's seeing. And then, of course, as he's leaving, the father is like, "Oh, by the way, I saw him in South Pacific. The picture you're holding, mm-hmm. butchered it." And it's like <laughs> obviously the joke is there that like again couldn't be more flamboyant, but I just I love that like. Even in their moments, like, where they're being, like, kind of catty to one another, it's sort of, like, I don't know, the, the joke, again, it's like the joke isn't quite on the character. It's like, look, I'm kind of in on it because I'm also acknowledging the other character is a little bit flamboyant. Because earlier when they were drinking, um, uh, I, is Perry is the one that t- says it right to them, where he's like, uh, 
yeah, you must be, get along with your father really well. Yeah, but could he be any gayer? Like, that like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Which, I mean, you again, that's kind of a little bit, like, brash. Like, okay, like, are you kind of criticizing him for that? Or is it, like, something to be derided or, or bad? Maybe. But I honestly, he doesn't, there's no real punchline to it. Just, like, just, they never revisit it. Like, oh, God, he's gay or all this, that kind of stuff. It's just kind of like a fact. Like, they're just acknowledging the fact that they're both very flamboyant. And to, to Kyle and Aaron likely gay um but in the meantime they just they they don't really acknowledge it and then uh but they do get back to richie at uh cat and um lena's place which oh my god if you want to get into that i that was it's so good it's so good it's amazing the the pam pam is like my favorite part of this episode so we, we, we jumped over the other part. Why don't you go back to the other part with um when, when Ethan first shows up? Okay, well, it starts off with, uh, let's see, uh, Richie won't leave still. And I get, but... Kat is like, I'm, I'm getting rid of him. She gets, like, a can of Pam, the spray, and she's like, I swear, I will Pam you. And, like, she's ready to, like, spray the fuck away. So he walks away, obviously. And then... Already, it's great because she realizes after she closed the door, it's like she had the Pam sprayed it herself, which I would have like died if she had sprayed the Pam. It's just like it would have been really like really broad, but at the same time, I would have laughed hysterically. I don't. I think the joke too of it being on herself is so like again. All right, I'm not. I, don't I, know, like, I just imagine her like when Ethan comes, and she has like red eyes because of the Pam. Oh, like I can just imagine that. But I don't want to break down the comedy too much because I don't. I think that's, that can become a little bit boring because everyone knows how comedy works. It's just funny. That's usually. I don't know if everyone knows. Well, whatever. But I mean, if you're listening to this down- podcast, you probably do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but so, like, I, I think that the fact that like she says it in such a way again, it's this is Lizzie Kaplan speaking. It's a very classic Lizzie Kaplan thing where it's like a misdirect where it was like I thought I, the, the the joke being that like. It was a bluff. It was a bluff. And then, like, that's kind of where that, that joke comes from, where she has the, the can of Pam's, like, pointed towards him, and it's only once she shuts the door, she's like, oh my god, it was pointed at me, I almost sprayed myself. <laughs> it's hilarious! Like, the joke there is, like, it's 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 a realistic reaction. Like, like she oh was going to spray that Pam, and, like, it would have poisoned her. And I don't know why, it's just something about the fact that she didn't know it, and, like, it was a shock. It's just ten times funnier to me. I mean, I it would have been great if she had sprayed it, but I, I something about it not being sprayed, it's, like, masterful and, when she reacts to and it. And before we get to more Pam, we have the, the quick uh, Pam. scene at Yonk's uh, place real quick, where uh, Duncan's mom apologizes to them, and she's about to bring up the time they had the one-night stand, just, like, at the beginning of the series. Like, no, stop talking. And, and she she kind of gets that, but she, she tells she, it, you they, know they what, and she's, like, trying to go in detail, but... Yeah, she says... It, Thank God he didn't know about the other thing, which we kind of breeze over as well, because it's kind of, it's good, I think, to keep it to now, which, if you don't know, they had an affair at the start of the series. Again, you should go back and watch the series, but if you didn't, um, when they first um, introduced Nicole and, and um, Duncan... Yeah, when they having got reacquainted, they had a one-night stand. Which, I mean, again, it's not great, and there's been some, like, um, you know, lingering feelings, but Yonk, in the meantime, has, like, I wouldn't say fallen in love with Duncan, obviously, but, like... He's obsessed. He's he likes really Duncan. Good with Duncan. Yeah, and so because Duncan's awkward. been working on his house, like as a contractor. As a contractor, it's not a well-made yeah. house. One of my favorite lines from early on is like, wow. "Oh yeah, I worked on this house when I was just starting out. It is not well built." <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, so they're 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 kind of chummy, and so um, it's kind of a quiet, like, oops, like lingering thing between the two of them, and you never really know. It's kind of interesting. You never really know if they're gonna like. 
like broaden it to a full-fledged affair it certainly seems that way because they've been kind of like jump like flirting around mm-hmm. it but nicole for i mean in her in her defense she does seem a little bit defensive of her relationship with yonk at first which it's, is, is yeah. good like she goes right back to him and she's like oh my god it was a mistake that kind of stuff and she put she puts some distance between her and duncan it's definitely but, one of those kind of affair things where you have to, the only defense really is that is that they're otp as opposed to the richie lena affair which is like right, that's that the kind of thing you can defend awkward. it completely because of his exactly. ab- the abusive relationship he's timing in. he's that a battered timing, he's essentially yeah. a battered husband like, again i'm yeah. not trying to offend anyone by saying but that but like it's it's true no, that's true it's, she was throwing things at him that yeah. was it's not she, I'm sure she's like, again, he was going to kill himself like i i, I like how it, that's insane if you haven't watched the show i because obviously we're laughing and making a lot of jokes but like if you haven't watched the show just like watch the pilot i guess Maybe, or maybe watch from episode, that, like, an episode of Sarah Gilbert, like, she is so emotionally abusive to him, and also right. slightly physically abusive, it's, I can't believe that it, it made it onto a CBS multicam show, at least at this time, because Mom is very much, is a, is a show about, like, two recovering alcoholics, and last season, it was Allison Jenny who, like, fell off the wagon, and that, that was, like, the whole, like, dramatic arc of the season, mm-hmm. and, like, the first season, the dramatic arc, I would say, is... Um, Anna character, she starts dating Nick Zano's, Nick Zano, and his character is clearly, like, he's very much an addict, but he doesn't think he has a problem, and that becomes a whole thing, because she tries to still date him, even though there's, he clearly has a problem, and it's like, is she gonna fall into that pattern? And it's just one of those things where you don't see it, especially on a CBS show, because obviously you've got your Big Bang Theories, you've got your Mike and Molly's, you've got your Two and a Half Men, and, like, it's the Chuck Lorre thing. Where you're not going to expect this, but like Mom is like a classic Chuck Lorre thing, like a like a Roseanne, mm-hmm. and I would say that the class, despite not having the same like creative uh, people, like the, like the same, it's a throwback to yeah, that same it's, time it's, and it's, era. It's definitely that. Sure. It's both a throwback and also like ahead of its time. Like the fact that Mom exists now is it can only exist now, right? Well, even like Carolyn in the City, I mentioned before. I think it was one of them as an EP on that. That's another show that I think was a little bit before its time. Like, yeah. it was bizarre. And that show or, like, a Murphy Brown. Right. It's, Talking it's, it's, old it's, TV. God. <laughs> but it's it's just great to see a show do that kind of throwback thing and do... Like, it's like the Carmichael show reminds me of that, too. Yes, the like Carmichael show, which, if you're not watching it, get your shit together. It's fantastic. I mean... It feels like a throwback it, to the 90s. It's like a, it's like a multicam... Bernie Mac or Blackish, pretty much. It's that yeah, good. exactly. I don't know exactly. why. Uh, soapbox, real quick. I don't know why Cosby Show is the standard when Bernie Mac Show exists. By the way, yeah. Like I compare or even Everybody Hates Chris, which I didn't like as much. Yeah, but Jesus. But like, I'm, like, I'm comparing shows to that and, and never Cosby Show or even even My Wife and Kids, which is super broad, but still. Yeah, that was a little more. I fuck it. I'll go with my brother and me. I'll go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Kango, Mr. Cooper, like yeah, Jesus. I, there's plenty of shows that. There's were so many better. other black sister. Sister, honestly, Jesus. it's just uh, uh, <laughs> that's not fair. Oh, Cosby. <laughs> End of conversation. But yeah, so so, um, but getting back to this, this is this is one of the more I think you could call it broad moments in the show where, where it is revealed that that they had the affair yeah. by the mom, and the and mom is like, "Oh, I didn't tell him about that other thing." They're like, yeah. "Mom," it's and just, she's yeah, like, "Yeah, it's oh. just Duncan's mom in general." It's great. She's and like she's Howard's fantastic. mom from Big Bang Theory, except for you see her, and she's not that like, much of a mess. Yeah, exactly. And then and Yonk... Just, was, and she's, she doesn't yeah. mean any harm. I don't think she realized she's what she was saying. Mom. And it, 
They they were trying to get her to stop, and they do get her to stop. So it worked out okay. Yeah, and then um, Yonk wants to talk to Duncan, but it's not. But before that happens, I want to get here. I want to get the great moment where he didn't overhear it, which is great. Like I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But um, the there's a great scene where the mom in her own like little like bite back because you think at first like the mom the joke's always on the mom, but mm-hmm. then in this moment she kind of gets her own little bit. Um, where she goes, by the way, the big girl's silverware can probably go right back in the drawer. <laughs> Which I was like, that is just a solid joke. And I'm not, like, like, of course the joke is also partly on her being heavy, but, like, but it's also part- a lot about the fact that she just didn't even fucking, she's- like, take a second to, to, to use a piece of, like, a fork to eat a piece of pie. That's great. Is, That's a solid I joke. I don't think that, like, ultimately, I don't think the jokes are because she's fat. She's, like, a monster physically and, like, mentally. The joke is that she's eating a pie like, without a silverware. Is that, like, like, fat people can eat pie with silverware. Yeah, she's not even, like, like... It's not even that she's supposed to be fat. It's like, she has... She got Yonk's build. That's what they say. So, yeah. she... Because the thing is, if it was a guy in this situation, I feel like it would be a lot less about it being her weight. It's only because she's a woman that it feels like it's about her weight a little bit. Not even though it never really like, addressed that. Because if it was a guy, it would just be, like, a piggish guy. Like, you could claim it's kind of about his weight, but it's almost more the fact that he's, like, bestial. Mm-hmm. Science say it that way, where that's kind of the vibe they're going with her is it's more like she is an animal, and I don't mean like an animal like she's gross looking or she's fat or any of that. That's kind of like arbitrary. It's and just, not even she's true. a mean she's fine person looking. who is she's a animalistic person who like basically like treats everybody like she is an animal, like she's a beast. It's, like, yeah, she like she's at the top of the food chain, and they can all fuck off. I like it. I think she's a hilarious character. I don't think they're criticizing her for it. They could easily make the joke on her every time. And the joke there is just not even even on her. It's just that she fucking did her shit. It's she's like, gone after that what, point. She leaves. Her Shrek, like, she is an ogre. Like, she is a stereotypical ogre. But like, I don't ever think that there's, like, a legitimate, like, fat joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, the closest they get is, I think, maybe the, what they call her big girl or stuff. But, like, I mean... Big girl could also mean big. Yeah. Like she has well, they say she's big. It's so like it's just that she's as big as Yonk, and they, they, there's not like actual like fat shaming this thing. Yeah, I kind of I I respect that a little bit because at least and you don't even see her eating. It's not like the joke is like her really eating. It's that she's she is hovering over the food and taking it, but it's not like she's like sitting there like stuffing her face and that's the joke. Yeah, the joke is just her being so brutal. We never actually. See and in her fact, eat. she she gives way harder than she gets. That's the meanest joke about her, like to her face. Like she's terrible at everybody the minute she meets them. So. I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting character because you don't usually get a character that's that like aggressively um, territorial. That's a woman and that is kind of left without being criticized at the end. She doesn't learn a lesson. She leaves the place having eaten her fucking pie and just walks out the damn door. That's it. Like the, the, there's no there's no follow up to it. I really like that about the show is that when the plots are done and the jokes are finished, they don't need to keep going back to the same well. They're mm-hmm. just done. They don't need to make it so like. Um, you know, uh, treacly, I guess you could call it. Like, like kind of too uh, sweet. Like, there's no need to wrap up every plot in a happy little bow. Uh, which they don't do with the with the, um, uh, with the the fathers and the other plot either. Um, but so anyway, so, um, they're, they're now, co- we have a conversation between Yonk and Duncan about Nicole. And Yonk at first was kind of upset about it. Like, oh my god, why didn't you tell me? But the more he realizes, he's like, it's kind of, there's a, there's a creepy moment where he calls it an owner's manual, which I'm not a huge fan of. But, and, but it's also very young. Yeah. And he's like, exactly. it's like suddenly just owner's manual. And even Duncan, like, gives him a face about that. Like. Bro. <laughs> and it's not like he's, 
he's oh, he's given a pass for that reason. It's just kind of like, okay, whatever, that's just you. You shouldn't do that, but we're not going to be able to, If I try to criticize that, I criticize most of how you talk and act. But, um, so anyway, so he realizes that Duncan, having dated her for three years, knows all this information about her. So they start talking about, like, um, you know, little things. Like, uh, well, first of all, I always like to, there's a joke at the beginning where it's like, you've been dating her for three years, I've only, it's longer than I've known her. And he's like, well, you'll catch up. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so good. Um, but then he starts asking her advice on dating her about, like, how she says, like, when she's okay versus when she says I'm fine and what that means in an mm-hmm. argument. Which makes and Duncan it, it makes sense that Young's been divorcing numerous times because he just does not understand women on a fundamental level apparently. Exactly, and um, so they they're kind of like, okay, well, you know, hopefully it's not that big a deal. Like, you guys seem like you're amiable now, and he kind of like lets it go. Um, and then there also is a really it's another Yonk moment where they say. Um, he asks her why she always tries to end phone conversations with the, I love you. And uh, Duncan says, oh, that's because she's scared that if I never see you again, that won't be the last thing she ever said. Which, holy fuck. I know, that's a deepest shit kind of, like, random quirk for a person to have offhandedly. Because mm-hmm. that, that could be, like, a defining moment in a character is, is revealing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like because their parents died in a car accident or something like that. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we'll Yeah, reveal. right? Instead in this... It's just like an and you know her remark. parents are alive because they mentioned that too. Exactly. So it's like, where the hell is that kind of deepness coming from? And it's also incredibly like um, an emotional beat for a show to just just throw out offhand. Like, oh yeah, by the way, she's got this heavy like emotional like guilt carrying her around. Need some therapy. Yeah, and so and of course, Young just like after they say that, there's like a moment where like that like hangs in the air, like holy shit. And then he's like, creepy. <laughs> just, I love it, because it's so young. Like, yeah, young. It is a little creepy. I love that he's just honest, because it is. That's incredibly creepy that someone would think that every time that you don't see them that you're going to die. Like, ooh. But, um, so, so that kind of wraps up that plot. We kind of jumped over, which we can go back to, though, the other plot wrapping up, which is the Lena and the, um... Well, no, that's uh, the next scene. Oh, it is, okay. Yeah. So the Lena and, Which, um... Which, cat eating uh, refrigerated Chinese food that's probably very old. Yes. That's how and it starts it's, off. And it's it's awkward because you already knew that Ethan was coming, and then when Ethan does show up... Well, no, she point, didn't know Ethan was coming because he was, like... Because he was supposed to be going home oh, to his right, family, they and they're like, well, we can't do that. But he basically shows up on... They don't realize it's him. She thinks it's uh, Richie again, pulls open the door and just sprays him with the Pam instantly. And, of course, that's it doesn't look pleasant. I mean, I don't know how it got in his eyes. He could have turned away, but he's just Ethan. And just <laughs> a face full she of She opens the door and she just sprays him immediately. It's, am- it's amazing. And he's just... It's such a weird thing. She's like, not, and she, uh, she's like, I thought you were someone else. He's like, someone you needed to do, like, a frying pan? It's like, oh. oh, yeah, what? I have that, too. Where is that? There's, like, an actual... Oh, oh no, no, no someone you didn't want to stick to a grill? Yeah, someone who you didn't want to stick to a grill, like, it's solid, and, uh, so he goes, and he, he like, like, she, like, walks him in so she can wash his eyes out, and Lena says, happy Thanksgiving, and he's still, like, dying, he's like, is it? Is it happy? <laughs> um, and then, so, uh, they, they yeah. he, he, he kind of, um, goes off to the, the bathroom, I guess it is, to clean up, cause yikes, um, but then, uh, as he's, like, off, they leave the door open, I don't know, for whatever reason, and Richie manages to get himself in. 
Um, so he must have been like lurking in the hallway, and I guess Ethan didn't notice him. I don't know, but I don't. I, without pulling threads, I, um, hiding in a corner, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's even better. I love but, it. So he's um, trying like, so, like get back into Lena's good graces, and Cat like Cat hears him comes flying and Ethan, out. Yeah, and Ethan's like Richie, go! You don't want to spray. It's off screen. Yeah, it's so and good. so <laughs> so he goes running. Um, running, uh, or she comes running out with the Pam, but that Lena's like, no, I can handle it, it's fine. You don't need to use so, the Pam. So he, um, he explains to her, look, I left my wife. This is where I noticed um, he looks so haggard. He really does. He looks very, very, um, disheveled. Well, it's good job. It's weird. We should have mentioned, too, this is whole, this whole series has Jesse Tyler Ferguson without a beard, which is kind of a, a departure from him, because he's had a beard in a lot of the other things he's had, especially Modern Family. And it's kind of an off-putting, like, he seems like a whole different type of character. Like, he's still... Yeah, he really does. He looks so much younger and a lot more, um, uh, nerdy. He looks weaker, like... like, Yeah, like like, like a meager... Any moment. (laughs) My my bird bones. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, he, he is kind of, like, on his... uh, Probably from the minute he walks in the door, practically, like, on his knees. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, I left my wife. My wife. It's already happened. <laughs> my wife. Um, and he, and he never, uh, he doesn't ex- tell Lena exactly what's going on. He, like, he tells her, you know, how, just that he yeah, left and her. how she, like, made his life better, but, like, he doesn't, she doesn't know how bad it is yet. He's explaining the good that Lena is in his life, but he doesn't really do a great job of explaining the bad that Fern was, yes. basically. And he describes the relationship he has with Lena to be, like, magnesium and water, which is to say that, um, alone it's, like, dust and kind of dull, but when it yeah. interacts with water, it's a white Yeah, he calls it a light so bright you can almost forget the darkness, which is a great line. That is a gr- I have it written down. That's the next thing I would have said. Like, that is- a light so bright that you almost forget what darkness is. Like, that's crazy on a sitcom on CBS! Like, what? And, and they just did it, and then, and it's- on top of that, like, that wasn't enough- Selena basically says, um, I can't do this. Uh, you betrayed me too seriously. Yeah, he's like, I can you forgive me? Really and she trust said, you. nope. Nope. And it's a dark moment. This is the moment we were talking about before where it lingers, the crowd does not react at all, it's incredibly quiet on set, it feels like a play, because this is exactly the kind of moment in a play where it probably would be like the act break, because it is the end of the show. Or the, yeah, this is how it ends. This is insane. And... It is a, a, a deafening, like, deafening silence in the, in the audience. And it is left there, and she just says goodbye. That's it. There's no there's no funny joke at the end to even, like, take us out. It's just that. I mean, there's a little bit after that, right? I think maybe? No, I don't even know. I think mean, that's it. Yeah, we, ha- we but, have uh, the, t- the tag at the end, just really quick. I don't even remember what the tag was. The, the, is it the, game? the, the tag is where t- Holly's saying goodbye, and she's saying, I, I would oh, really be awkward with that's you being right. the only gay people. Yeah, so that oh, is the tag. We forgot to so mention the, the line where Kyle is saying uh, to Aaron, at dinner, if we're asked to say what we're thankful for, I'm going to say friends and family, but you should know that I'm talking about this moment right now. Yes, thank you. He, he's he's enthusi- I tried to say that earlier yeah. when, he, when I was saying, like, he's, he's obsessed with how great like, this is. His enthusiasm is infectious. It really is. Honestly, that's the biggest part of it, is that he just seems like a, like a really, he really enjoys what's happening. And that's it. I think there are parts of this episode that are a little bit weird. I think, like, some of the gay jokes and, like, some of the fat jokes are like, yeah, whatever. 
But like thinking back to like 2007, this is actually a fairly decently written sitcom, and it's also like one of my favorite sitcoms ever. Like I've I've seen the whole show three times in its entirety. Like it's it's a solid, solid, solid show. Um, I wish I I don't think it probably would have lasted like ten seasons, like How I Met Your Mother, and thank God for that, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, that would have been bad. But I think, like, it would have That's had a good, good thing, yeah. three to five seasons that it would have been just, like, absolutely killing it. And I'm really upset. I don't know. Like, I, one thing I'm curious about, how do you guys think that this show would have ended? I don't know. I ended? honestly don't know. I mean, I'm guessing that most people will get married. Cat hmm. and Ethan would not have ended up together. They would have been yeah. just friends with the possibility of ending up together. I believe that. Definitely Richie and Lena would have ended up together. Probably would be their wedding would be the end be the of the final, show. Yeah, I bet they would get married. And maybe Duncan and Nicole, or they would have got married. Not that they, they probably would have eloped beforehand. Yeah, but they, I feel that could have been another closer where they ended up doing that. Because it, mm-hmm. it was so abrupt in ending, you're right. It's, it's, it's one of those two that, it's one of those two that, like the that's how the show really ends. Like, the show really threw everything at the wall. And then it, like, got canceled, right? Like... Uh, I think Cat mm-hmm. and Duncan ended up like sleeping together in that final episode. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's how the final episode. Yeah, like yeah. Duncan it was, just like spiraled out of. Control. Yeah, they like really were like, well, hoping we get a season two, and it just never ended up happening. Whoops, never happened. I would have wanted Lucy Punch to come back. I would have really loved that. I don't know if it would have ever happened, but yeah, they could have figured out a way to tweak it but it was too late but I guess. The thing is yeah. that Perry was still on the show, so I didn't understand why. Oh yeah, they love. Well, Perry fits in more with the show, and he can interact with the other characters. Whereas, again, uh, Holly never did that. Besides, like she interacted with Kyle and Aaron, and that was it. And her and her husband, obviously, yeah. like she just didn't work with the but other characters. Also, that was I guess the problem. It also didn't really make sense to me that she just left, and then Perry was still on the show, and it's like, well, we're just never going to see your wife. Like that's just a weird thing that would happen on a sitcom, you know. Then I guess she could be dead because Sarah Gilbert threatened that to get her. That is true, but they oh, never... Yeah. I forgot about that. You're I, right. I'm going to, and I quote, I'm going to get you. Rip. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened with them. That's funny, because they definitely might have been it. Maybe that could see that. This show is so weird and dark, I could see that being the ending. But Perry That's never, like, acknowledges that his wife died. <laughs> yeah, like, it's crazy. Oh, my God. It's, just, it's so bizarre, but I love it. Um, oh man! All right. Who's who's everyone's favorite character? That's what I'm curious about. Hmm. Oh, cat. Cat's my favorite character. I think cat is. I do like Lena a lot just because she's such an interesting Ooh, character. That's interesting. You don't usually see a character like that on TV. I mean, uh, a cat's character. She has the. I, I still love the, the line she, she says about how penguins are cute, but yes. she only if you cooked. Yeah. If you cooked one for her, she would eat it. Uh, I love her entire. Like antagonism with Jamie King, who was in love with her, and she's like, "Nope, don't oh want any god, of this." Yes, oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! When too. they almost had the threesome, like that was crazy. Jamie King. Yeah, what was that? Why didn't that Jamie, happen? Ugh. I love that. Jamie King only dates Ethan, so she can get closer to Cat. Dying to rewatch this show. This show was a plus. That's crazy. <laughs> I forgot all about that, but you're uh, yeah, and she. Or it's like episode two where Cat makes Ethan like eat, do all the samples of frozen yogurt. Yeah. That's like you're the I worst like shit Kat. right there. Yeah, I do like. Well, that's exactly the vibe I get from her. Is exactly you're the worst style. But I think even Ethan to a degree, like he's nicer than than obviously. Um, uh, I can't even name from you the worst, but he's nicer than than Jimmy. That. He he's like an Edgar. Yeah, he's more of an Edgar. without the drug. 
Shout out to the show for having like a straight white dude like lead that is like great. Like he's so much more tolerable than like Ted or like any of the three male leads of Friends. Because Cat nips all that in the bud before he can become anything like that. Yeah, yeah. he might be. But Jason Ritter is also just awesome. Like he's just exudes charisma and like charm and amiability. Yeah, I'll never be attracted to him, but he's very charming. Really? Because my problem is because when he doesn't have facial hair, he looks like a child. But when he has facial hair, I'm like creeped out by him. (laughs) That's my problem. And also, he looks like too much like his dad at times, and that's that's a thing too. Yeah. He's like he's got a lot of creepy things working against him, but he still he's rocks. So, he's great. I, I mean, I still ship him and Sarah Braverman. I'm furious about the whole Ray Romano situation in Parenthood. <laughs> okay, but how furious. many times have you ever, ever like uttered just the phrase "I'm furious about Ray Romano"? <laughs> <laughs> Too often. Who wants to yell, Deborah? <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> That was really that was, good. That was I've been working on it. That was like, that was like your best impression ever. Before. I've been working on it. I, I closed out one of our other episodes with me doing a Deborah that's, impression for for Air That's Call. a great Ray Romano. <laughs> Can you do the like the the main grunt from Home Improvement yet? <laughs> I'm getting there, guys. I'm gonna be something. You guys one should day. just do a full episode of just Marda's impressions. Yeah, Michael Winslow style or whatever. Because <laughs> Marda's impressions usually fuck. That's why I was. How dare like, oh, you! <laughs> it's a good one just keep that in your back pocket yeah well that's the easiest way to do i actually based my my ray romano impression almost entirely on that one line from 30 rock where josh does it (laughs) oh deborah everyone's exactly that's a good one Oh man! Um, All right. Okay, continue, Chris. Oh, yeah. Interrupt you. I'll cut you off. Um, so yeah, those that I will say, like I am so basic. Cat is also my favorite character. Lizzie Kaplan's just so good. She's when great. She's funny. She's so much better as a comedic actress than she is well, like as I mean, a dramatic one. I, no, I think she can. She's very versatile. Because again, like I'm saying, I, I honestly was serious about Tina Greer on Smallville. Like that was, I think that was the first. Ep- that's episode like four, but I think that's the first episode where I'm like, oh, I'm actually invested in this. Freak of the Week situation. And I, I, she's, I love how she's I love so how you good. Started this episode of this podcast with a joke, and now you've slowly made well, it. Well, oh, Crystal, you're not aware like, of my like. I, I am like a Smallville like fanatic. fanatic. I have a love hate relationship. I haven't seen every episode like more than once, but like I have like very serious Smallville opinions. And I, if I ever get time again in my life, then I will go back to like my Smallville rewatch blog. So yes, okay. Sh- shout out Smallville. Shout out Smallville. <laughs> yeah. But okay. um. My thing being, you know, she's she's great on the show. That character is like, there's a way to do that, like mean, snarky, bitchy, like yeah. kind of, like cold-hearted, like person, in a way that it's very, very grating and bad. But she, yeah, like you can get it wrong very easily. Yeah, and most people do. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that are like that that are poorly betrayed and poorly acted. She's just also- Mariano. Yeah, God, good fucking God. But she, uh, speaking of annoying white boys. Uh, she, she is, to me, like, I think one of those people who, when she does seriousness, she's great at it. I think it's she's best in, in moderation with that, because I think she's almost too good, so it gets too sad and too boring. <laughs> like, she's too good at playing plain that you actually, it gets boring. Whereas, if she's playing something funny, it's just a lot easier to be entertained for more more time. But I don't think I've I ever think seen I think Lizzie Cap and I would make good friends. I don't think I've ever seen anything she's been in and not been like, well, at least she was great. Like, I don't think I've ever seen her really, like, really fuck yeah. her roll up. 
And even, like, yeah. the shitty writing, she'll do okay with, because, like, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, Let's go through Lizzie Kaplan 1 is great. Why is Lizzie Kaplan even acting? I don't know. Let's I, I don't think there is anything that I can remember. She's in, yeah. she's in the interview, which is terrible. But is I don't, I, I well, don't she's Lizzie Kaplan. I'm sure, I'm sure I she's the best part of it. I bet you she's the best part of most things she's in. She's in Now You See Me, and also Now You See Me too. So I guess I should just watch Now You See Me, even though I'm not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg. Who is she in Now You See Me 1? <laughs> wait, what? Oh, wait, no, she, she's in 2. She's only yeah. in 2, sorry. I'm like, she's not in 1. I'm, no, I know that, but I was starting backwards, Latoya. <laughs> when, when I was in Google, it was like saying just Now You See Me, and then it showed the 2 part, and I went to IMDb yeah. and see how to. But I'm also... Not... Wait, they're making a sequel to that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, my big thing for Lizzie Kaplan, like, slightly recently, was when she was in that Marvel one-shot with Jesse Bradford, and I'm like, wait, how is this not, like, a spin-off show or something? That's still insane to me. Have you seen well, that? Well, that's like her turn on New Girl. New Girl, the episode where uh, oh, Jess and Julia is like one tr- of the best critiques of like modern feminism yeah. in a long time, and it's an episode. Her turn on New, New Girl is what like made New Girl a good show. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. What, it became great. They they criticized Yo, justice she's... justice for a character on that show. That arc was bullshit the way it ended. Oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> she ended it ended off screen. She got a three minute like oh by the way we're breaking up scene where she delivered him a cactus and then admitted that yeah it was a breakup gift. It was insanity. <laughs> But no, the the turn she did in the beginning where it was Jess and Julia is when she's like the tough, hard, hard-nosed Yeah, um, where she lawyer, hates Jess and hates, she's like, oh, she's every woman who's watching. Like, Fuck yeah. And where she's she, basically me and I'm like, what is happening? And then she, <laughs> and then she meets Jess who is like. <laughs> no, Jess I'm is like, 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 Julia is me watching New Girl those first episodes before she comes right, into the show. she criticizes the show the right way. Like, she criticizes Jess and. And like Jess, you're all you're obsessed with polka dots, and you're obsessed not polka and dots, yarn. And else, but she's obsessed with like ribbons. She has uh, birds on baby birds on her checks, all that kind of stuff. She breaks for birds or whatever, all that kind of stuff. And then when they actually get down to it, you're like, oh my god, wait a minute, she's only just mad at her because she doesn't get that. Like it's 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 a, a total critique. Like you're acknowledge- you're you're treating women the same way that other women treat other that men treat women. I mean, so it's it's great. It's a fantastic episode, and I think that's like. Literally, she's only in three episodes or four episodes. It's four, it's yeah, it's four. And that's all she needs. That's and all she needs. I think I feel like everyone like everyone agrees that that was like the turn for the series, basically, yeah. where, where it, it became actually great. it actually became a good show and not just like a vehicle for Zoe Deschanel to be a dorkable. But I don't think I've ever seen. I'm looking through everything. I don't see anything that's like you know jumps out at me as like oh yeah she was terrible in this like. I don't really remember her in some of her I, older I remember her in True Blood, and I can't say she was bad. It wasn't, she, she wasn't was bad, bad, but I can't say she was bad Yeah, that on was True a Blood. terrible plotline for her or anybody. Mm-hmm. She was awful, but she was great in acting it. Like, she was a terrible person. She was, like, a crazy <laughs> drug addict, right? I mean, let's see. We could probably wa- we could watch the, the pits and see if she was good there. I don't want to do that, if I can help it. But hey, but, yeah. she, she was Faith Pitt, so she was definitely a lead. Mm. And Cloverfield. I mean, that's a show with... The Pitch has Dylan Baker, so this looks like, like a terrible show. This is not worth it. It was an ABC show, and one of the plot keywords on IMDb is ventriloquist dummy, and also werewolf and haunted car. Wow, I don't remember any of this from. The- oh, uh, das- uh, Dan Castellanata from uh, Simpsons. He's part of the show too. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember anything. I can't see anything here. Da- that jumped uh, out at me is she was bad in it. David Henry from uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's one of the I replied the show, kids. guys. If you've got oh, something. Matt Greening, too. Seth MacFarlane? What the hell is this? Sh- what? what Eddie McClintock. No, I'm sorry. Eddie McClintock is in this show, too. That's very yeah. important to me. Good God. But well, no, like, why the hell is. Like, was this created by someone from, like, Substance or Family Guy? I'm actually probably. curious now. 
it it's seems like it based on the cast besides Dylan Baker and but that's uh, voice acting, Mr. right? It's a cartoon, I think. No, this is a the this pitch? was no, it's live action. No, that's live action. It was oh, on really? ABC. Yeah. Weird. No, I'm sure she was still that's doing w- it though. Of course, but yeah, that's like especially weird. Hmm. Well, so I mean, at reply to the show, we'll be watching an episode of Pits. The Pits, obviously. <laughs> for this. But I don't. I don't think anything that jumps out at me. I just scrolled through her IMDb. Nothing is like, oh yeah, she was terrible in this. I guess the closest you could say is True Blood, but that's just a shitty character. You can't blame. For the most part, you can't blame an actor for, for the writing is terrible. Yeah. Like Regina Wesley, of course, reminding us, reminding us, she was a great actor uh, with Hannibal and soon to be, uh, I believe, Arrow as well. So yeah, yeah. So holy crap, Lucy Kaplan's first thing was Freaks and Geeks. Fuck her. Yeah. A lot of people's first things were Freaks and Geeks. That was like a stomping ground. Okay, well, Cameron Diaz's first thing was the mask. So okay, well not her. <laughs> Never Everybody done TV. Else. Everyone. Never done TV. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Crystal, we were like, I know you're probably like, Jesus Christ, guys. Sorry, Crystal. Continue finishing up. <laughs> we're deep into the, the IMDb page for the pits. Like ten minutes later. The pits. Oh my god. I fell in it. The pits. All right. Continue, is that continue. the theme song? Did you look that up? No, yeah, that's, that's from, from Parks and Rec. Park, Parks and Rec. That's oh, yeah! Andy the pit, the pit, the pit. Yes. Oh, okay. God. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on. This was a ton of fun. This is a show that I have a lot of love for, so I'm glad. I know that it's not a bad show, but I'm still glad I got to talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, we're glad. Again, we're I don't know why we're talking we're about it. We're thankful! We're thankful for it, Latoya. Also, the pitch was a Fox show, not ABC. I apologize. Oh my god. I'm sorry to all the people you harmed in assuming something different. <laughs> I think I was, I was thinking of that Eric Von Detten show. Sorry uh, to Lizzie Kaplan. Odd Men Out? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, the one with Sean Sipo. Good god. As well. But, so that's what we're thankful for. The, this episode of television. Slash this the series, little baby like- of a series that never got to really grow up. It's amazing. It's dark and weird and beautiful and you should go watch it. It's on... Um, you can get it on Amazon Instant if you want to watch it all at once. You can buy the season there. Um, I think there's also some... I don't think it's on Netflix or anything, but I think there's another way to probably watch it, like, you know, Google or elsewhere. Um, so, uh, so, so definitely watch this. I do the high recommend. Obviously, we've been on top of its dick the whole episode, but... I mean, like, the reason why we're doing this episode is not just that we want to give thanks for, like, a crazy episode existing like this and a crazy series existing, but it's also just, like, look... This show is weird, and I wish more shows did this. We're happy that there are shows that are similar, that are on the air. Like we said, Carmichael Show, Mom, Happy Endings was on the air, Rip, but uh, You're the Worst. Like, there are some shows that have similar themes, but... This is a show that is forgotten, especially, which is crazy considering the cast. Exactly, and I want to make sure that it's not, basically, so... So, yay. Um, but uh, now, if we don't have any other wrap-up thoughts, let's hope we can move on to plugs. Plugs! What's up with you? Uh, well, you can, of course, you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs, or at my blog. You can see what I'm writing, so. Awesome! Alright, and, uh, what's up with you, Crystal? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Crystal Lou. Uh, I also run my own podcast with, uh, my wonderful co-host, Megan Harrington. Uh, we run Swoon Step, which is a podcast where women come on to talk about music, as well as their crushes. Um, so I invite any and all women, including these two wonderful mm-hmm. hosts, to come join Aww. us for an episode. Anytime. Oh, I don't even know who to pick. <laughs> but yes, I'd be a pleasure. Usha. Usha. Awesome. And as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter. 
Um, next week's episode of this show will be Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Um, season 4, episode 10, Indian Giver. I'm just gonna watch, episode. uh, Save the Last Dance instead. Oh, instead? Okay. Or instead. That's a good idea. Um, and then you can check out on the Televixen my recaps of iZombie and, um, Vampire Diaries and, uh, Supergirl. So also check that one out. Tell us how you're feeling about, uh, iZombie and Vampire Diaries right now. Um, iZombie is fantastic. Um, it's a return to form for Rob Thomas, and I think everyone should watch it, because it's basically Veronica Mars with less jokes, being that, if you can even believe it, Veronica Mars is darker somehow. Um, and then, uh, Vampire Diaries. Um, I hate I mean, it, but remember, I love it. But, like, this season has too much Lily. Yeah, that's true. But I love the da- Damon Bonnie stuff, so it's of kind of a toss-up. When are they gonna kiss? And the Rick stuff. I want the Rick stuff. The Rick stuff last year was more of my favorite because I loved him and Joe. Uh, um, we'll see. Maybe by the time that this drops, uh, we have Zombie Joe. It works. <laughs> zombie Joe. I don't know. Where'd you come from? I'd rather she be the villain than Lily. Let, Jesus let's Christ. sing. Let's sing Cotton Eye Joe, but replace it with Zombie Joe. It'll be Zombie Joe. Zombie Joe. No, let you go. Where did she come from? Where did she go? Where did she come from? Zombie Joe. God, it's so good. No one uh, they could even, this. like, they could do, like, the dance in the bar and it'd be great. <laughs> I'd watch that shit hey, all day long. Rick and her. No, could it just be Stephanie? Oh, my God. Even better. And that's the intro to Tom Avery. <laughs> Private practice. Everyone is upset about this. <laughs> What is happening on this podcast right now? Okay, alright. So, uh, find us on Twitter at the Televoid. Rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. Send us um, an email. Televoid at gmail.com. Tell us if you think you can find a single episode of television or movie that Lizzie Kaplan's not great in. I'd really honestly like to watch it. I'd, I'd be amazed to see if it's a Okay, Her first thing is. was Freaks and Geeks, and she was already great there, so... That's insane. That's insane. So, tell us if you if you have any other better options. But in the meantime, um, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, next week will be the actual Thanksgiving app, but this will be the one we're more thankful for in the meantime. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for wandering into the Televoid, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey.